it was like all large, and it was one of those where like, you can't complain. But like this is, it's still a little big on me. I tried to shrink it as much as I could, but it doesn't really shrink. So I still wear it, but it's it's too big on. It was too big on me then, which now it's like two sizes too big on me. But still, I enjoy it. I've never hated you more right now. Why? It's a large. It's so big. It is. All I could get was a large. It's too they big. They gave me free stuff. And I had to shrink the large. Yeah. I mean, we've been over this before. I'm 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 not a hu- large human being. <laughs> you are. We, we we are different sizes. There's there's no way around it. Uh, that, that's there's no arguing that. There's no other way I could put it. Uh, no other ways. way whatsoever. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree there. We've got. Neither one us are bragging though. <laughs> I've got a I've got a conundrum here. So um, that's what I'm born for. We're going to get into the obviously Louisville Bellman game tonight. We we can talk X's and O's. We can talk about all the things that have made this fan base. I think terrified of the season open. I don't think I'm saying that too strongly. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people. Exactly what I said was going to happen when the spread came out is what happened because the spreads they go hand in hand with Ken Palm, right? Yeah. Ken Palm has us winning the game by 13. I was like, it's probably going to be 12, 12 and a half. It'll get bet down a little bit because Bellerman is Bellerman and, and Louisville. Louisville has not looked good in yeah. the exhibition play. And sure enough, the spread comes out 12 and a half is the spread, no, and no. every Louisville fan is like, oh. How do I get another mortgage? Like, I, I'll bet my next housing payment. I'll bet my next paycheck. Like, it, it, you knew it was going to happen. The line, I think the national betters have agreed because the line has been bet all the way down I guess to nine. Joke, by the way, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the line has been bet all the way down to nine or eight and a half. But there are reasons for Louisville fans certainly to be nervous about the season opener. It's the most nervous collectively I've seen the fan base about an opener that isn't like a you know playing a top twenty-five team or the year we played Minnesota where they were supposed to be good when Richard was there. Like, this is fans are, are nervous about this one. I'm nervous too, but I think less so than the the average fan, which is a good thing for me because tomorrow morning, I actually have I've got my cardiac MRI, which is the oh. test that I've been waiting for like two months for. I lie and like you because you've had it. You, I think you said you've had a CAT scan before. Yeah, I have had a CAT scan. Before. You go in the big tube and yeah. like the cardiac MRI. You essentially do the same thing. You go in this gigantic sort of. They you put know, the fluid in you. It makes you feel like you're peeing yourself. I, say, I don't think I have to do that, but okay. like, but I, I'm basically I'm in the tube for like two hours. I'm yeah. sitting there. It's if you're claustrophobic, some people say they can't do it. I'm not that bad when it comes to. I don't really have claustrophobia. I think I'll be okay, but not an ideal way to spend a Thursday morning. Now my issue is, let's say Louisville wins a squeaker tonight or gets beat, God forbid, and like the test result comes out abnormal tomorrow. I do, I, do I have to be like just so you guys know? <laughs> my heart wasn't operating under normal circumstances. Uh, I'm a big U of L basketball fan. We had a rough Wednesday night. It was it was terrible for the heart. So maybe we try this thing again in like 48 hours. I don't know how this works. Well, the, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit concerned that I'm going to get an abnormal result just because of what happened in this basketball game tonight. And it's a late night game too, so I'm not going to get great sleep. And almost, almost inevitably, win or lose, it's going to cause disruptions in your heartbeat. I exactly. I, I mean, the normal thing to say would be like, well, you just reschedule it. But you've had to like wait it like. Eight, I've eight, been waiting for this test for like three months. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think you made this like right the day Virginia was born. Yeah, it's this been a long time. Uh, you're like, I'm, I might get sick in this thing called COVID in a few years. I should probably get a heart. Yeah. I mean, just how, in case. Just in case. That's, I would, I mean. It's bad timing. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if Louisville looks good and wins, you're clearly going to be excited. Adrenaline's going to be pumped. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get the, the blood working. I mean, you may even make maybe wake Mary up a little bit. And if it goes poorly, they're like, your heart's dead. What happened and, to you? Yeah, and then, then you're just all depressed, and you're just like. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have a win-win situation. This in they this take scenario. me immediately to surgery. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's it, it's just the cars. <laughs> he's like, he's babbling about Kenny Payne and and Scotty Davenport. What's he talking about? I'm like, just just give it 24 hours. I mean, we'll be okay. We play bad, and you're gonna be in there, and you're just gonna be thinking about the game, and they're like, what? Is he weeping? <laughs> yeah. I think he's crying. He's terrified. Ru- 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 Mr. Russell, are you okay in there? Do you have car- do you have- or do you have claustrophobia? I'm just like, dunk the ball, Jalen. Ellis <laughs> with another Why turn. couldn't we have gotten another guard? Why did Withers bring the ball up the court? You're like, another guard for the for the handrail in here? No, no, just the backcourt. The backcourt was bad. I see him talking to Mary like you're still in the thing. Well, now, we didn't find anything wrong with the heart, but I don't want to alarm you, but there may be something with like someone named Ellis <laughs> that you, you may want to look into. He, he keeps mumbling the name and... And cursing afterwards. He kept saying he was in pain. I'm like, no, I was saying Kenny Payne. Payne, Kenny Payne. the coach. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, what about like six grams of morphine because he kept saying pain? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's bad timing, but got to do what you got to do. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, tomorrow. good luck with Fingers that. crossed. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're going to um, need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Then you're uh, coming in here to do a show right after that? Yeah, should Look be fun. trooper. Great day. And then I've also got on top of the, like, everything's happening this month, which is the worst possible timing because this is the the one month where it's like the one four week span where football and basketball are actively existing at the same time. You'll have a span where we're going to a bowl game, obviously, but you'll have about three or four weeks off after the last regular season game between then and the bowl game. And then, you know, during exhibition play the last couple of weeks, we've had basketball things to talk about, but not the actual season. So this period right here is the least suitable for like distractions or anything crazy to happen. And of course, next week, Monday through Thursday, for the first time in her new job, Mary has to go to Orlando for a work trip, which means <laughs> I've got the kids, and it's like on top of this, on top of everything else. And like, so wait, all next week you're alone with the two kids. Monday through, th- I mean, like a couple nights, like my my mom will come over, and her mom's gonna stay late one day to try like just to get them down. Do you want me to come over? Uh, no, that's. Are you want to come over to my house and hang no. out? No, I mean I got no. a yard, dogs. We're not doing that. It's fenced in. No, it's not happening. There's a gate. No, I mean I can come over and hang out. I'll bring China one. So it's not ideal. It's not It's not great. <laughs> and we have a basketball game Tuesday night against uh, App State, which will be difficult to manage all that stuff going on. So, And plus, like, Virginia now has become so – she's so attached to the hip. with She somebody's, sleeps with Mary now. Somebody's putting some NyQuil in their bottles on I Tuesday mean, night. We're going to have to get the melatonin gummies out or something. Like, yeah. You know, we'll have to figure out what to do. You're going to start – you're going to be on – by Monday afternoon, you're going to be like, man, Trevor's parenting is actually not that bad. I'm more worried. I mean, I'm not <laughs> terrified. Like, I'm just more worried like about the – because I have good days and bad days with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And – Thankfully, recently, more good days than bad days. Although this weekend I had a rough Sunday, I'm just terrified that like you know, if something happened. Like if I was alone, I could just think about the kids being alone. So I don't know. Maybe I might, I might try to get my sister to come over and like spend the night the first night just to kind of just to calm the nerves a little bit. But it's not ideal timing for anything eh, for work wise, health wise, any of this. And of course, like <laughs> Mary, a few months ago, I was like they want me to go to Orlando. I'm like you've had this job for two years now. We haven't had to travel at all. And of course, like right at the least opportune time. You're gonna have to go away, but she'll. Uh, You'd hear me offer to come and help, right? I did. Okay, I'm just making sure. I appreciate the offer. I mean, I, I can just stop by. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what's Maybe. What sort of thing could happen? I don't. It's not not questions that you like asking when we have kids. Come over and watch. I come over and watch the game on Tuesday night with you. I mean, I don't need I don't need somebody to come over and watch the game. I need somebody to watch my kids while I'm watching the game. I can do that. Just don't spoil it. I'll watch the game after you. Okay, we'll do that. Me and the kids can hang out. All right, we'll, I'll bring brownies. Okay, we can we can watch we can watch uh, some some uh, we can watch Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Okay, you, 
Virginia won't sit through any any movie besides Nightmare Before Christmas. It's the only movie that she'll watch. No, she'll sit through with me. She won't. She won't. She'll make it five minutes and then want to watch the song. Or want to watch Jack Skeleton. I'll make her some juice. Stop. And she'll, she'll, she'll chill out. This is why you're not coming over. This is, this is why you're not helping. Uh, we have things to talk about specifically when it comes to Bellarmine, the game tonight. And then I do, because it is opening night for the men's basketball season, I do want to tackle some questions kind of about the season at large. We've talked a lot about them in the months leading up to this because this is Louisville. This is what we do. We're insane. We talk about college basketball 12 months out of the year. But we can specify. I do want to talk, you know, predictions about leading score, predictions about overall win total, um, you know, what needs to happen for this to be a success, what you think is going to happen. And we'll get all your thoughts on the text line as well, again, at 502-414-1450. But let's start talking specifically about tonight's game. Bellarmine and Louisville have played a number of times. They've played 12 times officially. Louisville's 12-0 in those games. They've also played 10 exhibition games, uh, which don't count on the official record. They played seven straight years in exhibition play between, I think, 2013 and when Bellarmine made the transition to D1 a couple of seasons ago. And Louisville's never lost. Louisville, 12-0 in those games that actually count, 10-0 in the exhibition games. They've never been beaten by Bellarmine. But this is the first time that these two in-city programs are going to meet as members of Division One, And this is a game that Bellarmine, I think, desperately wanted for the last several years, uh, you know, when they knew they were making the transition, they tried to get Chris Mack to put them on the schedule. Mack didn't want to do it. And, of course, they finally get on the schedule because Louisville needs to play volleyball at Freedom Hall during the NCAA tournament to have the, the home court advantage to host in the, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight rounds. So and Bellarmine— We don't love you, volleyball. Bellarmine has games scheduled at Freedom Hall for that time. So they're like, okay, cool. We'll back off. We'll, we'll move some stuff around. You guys can play at Freedom Hall. But— Guess what? We want to play in basketball the next two years. And so Louisville's going to do that. We're going to play Bellarmine the next two years. And honestly, I say this going into the game knowing full well that it could go poorly for Louisville, but it it makes sense. Like This is a good thing. A lot of power programs will start their seasons if they want to start off with a, a little bit of a you know, light first step, no disrespect to Bellarmine and no disrespect to any other low-mid-major teams. But unless you're playing like a Champions Classic game or one of these special games or you know what have you, you're, you're typically going to play a, a buy game. And a lot of times they'll do it with an in-state, in-city opponent. And it just makes sense in this area where we care about college basketball more than any other place in America, more than any other place in the world, to have these two programs, which now are finally coexisting in Division One for the first time, kicking off their seasons against one another. I mean, Louisville fans, I think, by and large, like Bellarmine. They support Bellarmine. They love Scotty Davenport. They love the Davenport family. And it's, it, it's a celebration of basketball in this area. I think it's a cool thing to do at least until Louisville, <laughs> as long as Louisville takes care of business and doesn't start the Kenny Payne era off with a loss. If they do, then you reevaluate things. But this should be a cool environment. It's a cool thing to happen to start the season off. I like that they're playing the game. I like that this is, is game one of both the Kenny Payne era and Bellarmine's third season in D1. What about you, Tico? I love it. I would like to maybe start it next year. Yeah. That's, that, there are a lot of series that we tried to push off till next year. This was one we couldn't do. I mean, this this, this, this feels like a game that should be for, like, uh, the Durham School of Pharmacy, like, should be set up for. Yeah. Um, but Could have played Spalding or Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan. We don't have a team. Just get just get 12 kids on the <laughs> Students out there, and we'll call it a team. The Fighting Mary Rutherford of Sullivan <laughs> College of Pharmacy. Get them a hey, team. I'm going to talk to you, Sullivan. Once I had that once bass, proud basketball you, program. You did. Uh, they they did win. A, they were our former champion before they they folded. You were correct. Um, granted, that was twenty five years ago. Maybe some of those guys have eligibility left. I don't know. But yeah, I just I don't know. 
what I'm curious about is how I'm going to feel at, after this game if it's a loss. I can I, tell you how you're going to feel. Well, I mean, not, I'm going to be disappointed. Great. but I'll be upset if you feel fantastic. I'm just wondering, I mean, is there any reason to panic in a loss when it's, it shouldn't become as a shock if Louisville does lose this game? It, I, I disagree there, and that's where I'm going to start. I'll start off my kind of view on this game. I know that it's Bellarmine. I know that Louisville fans are more – Louisville fans are more, you know – educated on Bellarmine basketball than the rest of the country. They, they know how good Scotty Davenport is. They know that they won the A-Sun tournament last year. We also know they lost a lot from last year. This is a Bellarmine team that still, according to Ken Palm, is the second worst team on your schedule this year. They don't have size. They lost their three leading scorers from last year's mm-hmm. team. They lost, I mean, if, if you watched Bellarmine play at all last year, you, you know what I'm talking about. C.J. Fleming was the, their engine. He was the guy who had the, the ball in his hands, dealing with pressure. Always seemed to take the big shot from outside. He was the engine that made them go. And then Dylan Penn was their best overall player, their most talented guy. He was all a Sun player two two uh, years in a row. He transfers to Vermont. Fleming graduates. They also lost um, uh, Ethan Claycomb, who was their third leading scorer. He graduated as well. So they bring back a lot. And and I know that with Scotty D, it's more of a like the whole is greater than then you know, the sum of all parts is greater than the whole, whatever that saying is. I'm, I'm butchering it. I know, but did you want me to try to say it? So it sounds better when I butcher it. Sure. The sum is better than the whole of the parts. Perfect. You're welcome. Great. Like he, like how the hell did I do that? Is that even right? I don't even know. Patrick, is that right? No, I don't think that's, no. that, that's not. Oh, right I thought right. I, I thought I no. had like a Will Ferrell in the debate moment there where I blacked out and actually got it right. What is the sum about? Did, what did I say? I don't even, what, <laughs> the sum is better than the whole. The sum of all parts is greater than the whole. Some of all parts is greater than the whole. That's the, that's what Bellarmine does. Like, okay. like they have a lot of pieces coming back. A lot of guys that did not play big minutes the last couple of years, but because the system that Scotty Deed runs, it's you expect them to still be successful. They they have Justin Betts back, who was the or he is the preseason A Sun Defensive Player of the Year. I met him at the Zach Bryan concert last October. He's a good dude. Dynamite dropping. Drop great, yeah. <laughs> great dude. Yeah. Uh, great Kurt, dude. Kurt Hoff is back. He was an All Freshman A Sun player last year. He's six eight. He can. He's a versatile guy. You know him, Patrick? No, I know. <laughs> I would have dropped in. Curious. Kind of like like what I'm talking about here. They played center in their exhibition game. They won by 40. They they dominated, and their two leading scorers were Garrett Tipton and Bash Wheeland, who are, are two seniors who haven't played a whole lot in their Bellarmine career. They you know they, they played decent minutes, but they can just like take guys in who know that system, who understand what Scotty Davenport wants them to do in those half-court offensive sets, and they can still be good even when they lose so many guys. So I expect Bellarmine to overachieve this year. They're picked to finish sixth in the A-Sun. A lot of the, the preseason preview magazines and such have them even lower. But this is probably going to be Scotty's most difficult season of the three that he's had in D1 so far. They, they don't, I don't know if they have a difference maker. The, the kid to watch, and I don't even know if he's going to play tonight, is, is Ben Johnson, who was the Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky two years ago, redshirted last year. They think he's going to be like a, a superstar, mid-major, low-major guy in a couple of years, but he's he has some injury issues. They're, they're bringing him along slowly. I don't know if we'll see him tonight, but eventually he's going to be the guy that I think you need to, to keep an eye on. But right now, it's kind of a transition year for them. They don't have a whole lot of size. They don't have the... I, like the, like the two most talented guys who really made them go last year. I, I assume some guys will step up, but I'm not sure if they can step up to the level that Fleming and Penn had them playing at the last couple of seasons. My my point is this: I know Bellerman uh, is well coached. I know that they always are going to be top of the country in field goal percentage, have a great half court offense. This is not a game that you can excuse Louisville for losing. If they do lose, 
it's hard. You don't want to overreact to one game, but it's hard for me to see them getting to like 10 wins. If they, if they can't win this game, they are bigger. They are more athletic. There is no excuse to lose to this Bellerman team. I know that Bellerman is a – they run the constant motion. You know, Scotty D refers to it as pressing on offense. The ball's always moving. Guys are always cutting. We have not looked good defensively in our two exhibition games. You expect some guys to get lost. I don't care. We are we have so much more size than do they do. We have so much more talent than they do. If we get beat tonight, it is a huge red flag for the rest of the year on night one. I would disagree. The only thing I disagree with, with the, the statement is there's no excuse because there are excuses. Well, excuses. I can you can up, make excuses. Yeah, yeah I can make it. So therefore, there are, there are excuses, and whether you want to accept them or not is, is up to you and and and, and your standards. But I, I do agree with the fact that there there should be red flags. I don't know if I would hit the complete panic button because. I mean, if we'd gone out and just completely humiliated both our exhibition games and then lose tonight, then yes, that would that would raise, I think, a lot more red flags. But we've been kind of warned for this a little bit, Looking, watching the Shamanon, watching the Lenore Ryan game. When you look at that Lenore Ryan team, I mean, it's a team that also didn't have any size but didn't turn the ball over. Well, they had the 6'11 smart. guy in the middle. Yeah, but, I mean, they, Bellerman's got a couple of guys that are listed at 6'10 in their roster. They don't too. play. I mean, yeah, well, Lenore Ryan has more size. But Bellerman's the smallest team we played this year. Smaller than Shamanon? Yes. Shamanad's center was like six eight two. Shamanad is the same size, but okay. on average height, according to Ken Palm, Bellman is the smallest team we'll play scheduled uh, this season, exhibition or regular season game. I feel like you quoted Ken Palm in your wedding vows, probably. You love him so much. I mean, he's got stats. <laughs> did, you did quote him in your in your vows, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> according to Ken Palm, Mary, you're the perfect match for me. <laughs> what a terrible joke! <laughs> Just an awful joke. That wasn't that bad. That's pretty bad. Nah, I've done worse. Well, no I, disagreement there. I got two and a half hours. Hold, hold on tight. I just, I, I, don't, I'm not. I'm gonna be worried. I'm gonna be upset, but I'm not gonna panic because again, I don't. Know, I guess I've been kind of warned for this already in the exhibition games. And if Louisville, Louisville should come out because you're right. They are more athletic. They are a, a theoretically better, more talented team. At least on paper, it looks that way. I just, but if you come out and you play sloppy, you don't get aggressive. If, if Curry is playing soft and, and not wanting to try to, to to establish himself in that low block, then I could see where Louisville could let this game stay close and and poop the bed when it comes all down to the end. Well, I, I can. I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying if you think that, I mean, like you said, if your goal is to have a season where Louisville is in the mix on Selection Sunday, you can't lose to Bellarmine. This is the take the name out of it. Take take the fact that we know Scotty Davenport. We know what Bellarmine is capable of out of it. You cannot lose to the team that's picked to finish sixth in the Atlantic Sun, which is one of the five lowest rated conferences in all of college basketball. You can't pick to you can't lose to a team that's in the bottom half of that league on night one and have realistic expectations to make the NCAA tournament. Maybe you can't. They, maybe they don't finish sixth. Maybe they win the Atlantic Sun again. It's possible, but you I, you can't lose to the team that's picked to win the Atlantic Sun <laughs> and have a chance. <laughs> To make the NCAA tournament, it's not the way that this works. We lost to Furman last year. I get that, and it, people flipped out about that. Furman was like a, a top 100 team in the net. They were picked to, I think, finish second in the SoCon. They damn near won the SoCon. They got beat on a last second shot. Yeah, but that's moving. By Chattanooga, we come close to exactly, the and that, anyway, that's the so. point that I'm getting to. And we ended up having one of the worst seasons, and that was the low point of one of the worst seasons in college basketball history. Bellerman is. I I love Scott. I I love Doug. I love the entire. Day. I love Bellerman. I graduated from there. Bellerman is not in the same stratosphere as Furman right now. This is not a game that you can lose if you want to get to where like anybody's realistic expectations are for this team. I guess my one difference between last year and this year is that, and I didn't know this last year at this time, granted, but this year with a loss or maybe even a close win, a struggling game, 
I, I like to think that like things are going to get better as, as, as this team spends more time together. Kenny Payne gets working with them more. Where last year, the team did not. I mean, it just went downhill each and every game, each and every day more and more. And got worse and worse. Now, I guess we didn't know that at the time it was going to. But, I mean, we did. I mean, watching the, well, I guess not the exhibition games. Because they we actually looked good in those exhibition games last year. But the early part of the games, we did look like we did in these exhibition games. So, I don't know. It's, it's, you compare, you, you, you asked about the most anticipated opener. I'm been most feared or more, or more nervous. I think was the word you mm. used. Like the other examples you gave were, there was nerves to them because they were tough opponents, but they were seasons where we had expectations that were, were high and we knew we could be good. And we were nervous because we were playing a tough game right back. This is just a whole new different, like feel of nerves because I still don't know what this team to expect from this team. I mean, only two exhibition games in, even after this game, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be ready to note. To completely grasp. Yeah, I mean, I don't. No, nobody's disagreeing with you. I mean, nobody's saying that the expectations for Louisville this season are the same as they've been in any other year in our existence. This is the lowest expectations that Louisville's had for a season preseason wise that maybe in our lifetimes, maybe going back to Denny's last year. I was going to say, well, even Patino's first year, I was I had low expectations still. I think but. people had low expectations, but people expected that team to be to potentially compete for an NCAA tournament spot, and they did. They got in that mix. They went to the NIT. Um, they. They, they kind of did what people were hoping they were going to. I mean, they weren't picked to finish 12th in, in Conference USA, and that's where we're picked to finish in the ACC. Like, like having said that, teams in Conference USA? The, yeah. Okay. The issue is, whatever your expectations are, I think people want this team to, at the very least, be better than last year's team. If that's going to happen, you need to win this game. I think that's where the nerves are. The, the nerves aren't like, hey, if you lose to Bellarmine, we might not. We might not be great. We might not be top twenty-five. Good. Everybody knows where we stand. Everybody will watch the exhibition games. Knows where we are. The issue is if you can't beat this team, besides Florida A and M on your schedule, who can you beat? And that's hey, leave the Rattlers alone, man. They they can be talented. Not this year. They're, they're I don't know anything about them. <laughs> they're, they're they're down. This is a program in Louisville that we've won eighteen consecutive season openers, twenty-seven of our last twenty-nine. We've won twenty-one consecutive home openers. Damn right. We had one. We hadn't lost a November home game before last year since 1972. We are used to, in these types of situations, talking about the games in terms of how good are we going to look, what's the rotation going to look like, who has improved, who hasn't improved, who could be a surprise player. Not in terms of are they going to win, and that's very much where we are right now. Like I would, As much as I think that Louisville should win this game, and as much as I think that Louisville will win this game, there's no part of me that thinks we're going to go out there and beat them by 35-40, which is where we t- have typically been long-term. It's going to take an improved effort to beat them. Don't get me wrong. I do think Kenny Payne will coach the game a little bit differently than the exhibitions. I think there'll be a different energy. I hope there's a different energy amongst the team and on the bench than there were in the two exhibition games. It's for real now. Well, if there's not, then if we're, there's not, we're then we're in trouble. If yeah. there's not, then we're winning like six, seven games this year. Like that, that's yeah, I mean. that. You hate to jump to rash conclusions, but if you can't get up for a season opener, especially after looking kind of embarrassing in your two exhibition games, mm-hmm. with a new head coach, with playing time out there for up for grabs, with a fan base rejuvenated, hopefully, then like, what hope do we have that they're going to get up for any game this season? You can get up for North Carolina Duke, whatever, but like you're still going to, like, it's North Carolina Duke. Hey, we almost beat North Carolina Duke last year. We did. We didn't at the end. At the end of the day. We didn't did, happen. We did. We didn't. I said we did, and we didn't win those any, <laughs> either one of those games. Because guess what? You can get close when you're juiced up and not a great team that doesn't do all the right things. You usually don't win, and that's what we've been doing the last couple of years. I... Certainly have fears about this offense, 
this Bellman offense and the way that we've played defensively. But as good as Bellman's been on offense since making the move to D1, they've been near the bottom of the country in defense both those years. And that's it's not lack of effort. Those kids play hard as hell. But they have a they are lim- they have still have for the most part a lot of D two type players. They get Scotty gets the most out of every kid he gets. They're starting to recruit a lot better now. They're getting the type of kids that they couldn't get when they're at the D two level. But for right now, they are still extremely limited when it comes to size and athleticism. Louisville should I feel like I'm doing the, the football preview stuff again. Should 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 use their exceptional size and athleticism to score. I don't want to say easily. But score fairly well in their half court sets. If they don't, then again, like you start to get very, very concerned about this team's record once they get in through the gauntlet of games they have at the end of November and mid December. Because I'll say it for the third time and we'll go to break here. If you can't win this game, you've got Wright State and App State coming up here, who on paper, at least going into the season, are both better than Bellarmine. You've got three games in the Maui Invitational, two that are guaranteed to be against top 25 teams, a third that you're, regardless of how you do in the first two, is going to be against somebody that's favored to beat you. And then you come home, and you've got Maryland, Miami, Florida State, and Western Kentucky in four four games in a row. If you cannot win these first three, you run the risk of having a dangerously embarrassing record going into the heart of going to the end of December and getting ready for conference play. I, I don't want to sound like this is to be, you need to win this game tonight. I feel like you're what you're what you're asking, or even to to a degree begging is Kenny. Kenny, don't, don't lose this game. Don't make it awkward. Don't lose this game. It it won't be awkward. It'll just be. It'll be a little awkward. It won't be awkward. It will be. I hate to say use this word. It'll just be kind of sad because I think that any hope that we have it's worse than awkward. It is, but it, it will be the realization of I think the worst fears that we have right now that the team that we saw in the exhibition games is more or less going to be the team that we see for these five months. They'll get better, but guess what? Everybody gets better in college basketball. If You yeah, you would think that, but not last year. Well, <laughs> normally hey, I we would. Played, we played pretty well in the ACC, <laughs> ACC tournament. Those no, two games, we played I great. I agree with you, but there are examples of times. Where when you have good. the same head coach for the entire season, more times than not, you get better <laughs> as the season goes on. If we lose this game tonight, and let's say we, you know, we, we don't look much better against Wright State or App State, then all of a sudden it becomes the season of, okay, like Kenny Payne needs to show us how much we can improve. Kenny Payne needs to start killing it on the recruiting trail. We need to see what guys are going to get better to the point where we're excited about them coming back for next season. It all becomes about the future. And I, I know that right now, big picture, we don't have the type of expectations going into the season that we hope to have in like, quite literally every season moving forward. Because I'll say this. I never want to get to another Louisville basketball opening day. I'm excited about this game. I'm excited about this season. I would love for this team to overachieve dramatically. It would make for one of the most fun five-month stretches of Louisville basketball in a long time. But we're nobody's, even the most optimistic of Louisville fans, is not expecting this team to be, you know, Final Four, national title, even second weekend of the tournament good. Here's to hoping that we're never in this spot on an opening day ever again. Because Louisville basketball, when it's operating in any sort of normal capacity, without NCA stuff, without any other off-the-court stuff, should never be in a position where we're like, man, I would just love to make the tournament this year. Man, I'd just love to be in the mix on Selection Sunday. Just getting into the field would be a dream. We should, after this year, be in a position every single season where it's not if we're going to make the tournament, it's what seed are we going to be, how good can we be, what are our realistic shots of winning the whole thing. 
because that's the standard for Louisville basketball. This season, obviously there's an excuse for us being where we are. With the NCAA stuff gone, there's not an excuse moving forward. It may be a slow build. Like next season, we might not be right back to the NCAA title good, but it shouldn't be where we are right now. And as excited as I am right now, as excited as I am about kicking off the Kenny Payne era, I'm hopeful that for the rest of my life, I never have this level of diminished expectations for a, the season that lies directly in front of us. And I think everybody else should be in that same boat. Because even if your expectations are this team could be tournament good, win a game in the tournament good, win two games in the tournament good, the hope is that next year and every year after that, the expectation is this team is better than just tournament good. It's top 25, top 10, top 5, final four good. Because that's, that's who we are. And it's what we've been. It's who we're going to be again at some point. So Here's hoping it's sooner rather than later. Top six program. Top six, damn right. We're coming for number five. <laughs> Who's number five again? Was that Kansas or somebody? I mean, UCLA probably. Oh, come on. I mean, you, you I'd be damned if I don't care how many titles they have in or wouldn't. I'd be damned if sitting behind looking at the back of Mick Cronin's neck. They're going to be good this year. Good at sucking. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, a couple other thoughts on tonight's game. We'll also get your thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on opening night on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Start of the season music. That what this is. So the theme was going to be songs with the word "start" in it. Okay. I only had two. I only could come up with. Start two. me up in this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I even which went, technically doesn't even really have "start" in the title. <laughs> started is past tense. Yeah. And so I was well, like, well, it was, it was so the original version was something different. You can't say anymore. Oh, it is. Okay. I just I thought it was always let's get it started. It was let's get the R word. Riled up? Yes. <laughs> I can't say it. So um, I can't figure it out. So we're, we're all good. I, so I even went to the, I was like, I'm going to do, I'll just do a Google search songs. We're starting the title. I haven't got a ranker list of like a hundred. You didn't know any of them? No, no, no. no I, I, here's what baffled me. I have a hundred songs. These two weren't even on it. <laughs> and the ones well, like I said, the, the real title of the song is not. Does not have not the point. Yeah. <laughs> the fact the Rolling Stones songs on there was bad enough, but even the songs I was like, "Well, let me see what this sounds." I've never heard it because when you look at those lists, it just shows the song title, it doesn't say who sings it. Back to start Coldplay. So I like yeah. I would hit, every time I would hit to see, like, let's see what this is. And it would take me to the YouTube song. clip. It was always something slow and yeah. like, like every song was slow and like monotonous, and just like. Uh, not that I don't hate that. It's just that's not what I'm looking for today. I want, like, let's get it started. Let's start me up. You know, We didn't start the fire? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that was going to be on the list because I was grasping at straws. But Don't stop me now. Let's not start. Let's start and stop. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the opposite of where I'm trying to go here. <laughs> so I was like, cause I wanted something to get, because it's the start of the season. We're getting started. Let's right. get going. and. 
Start with me by Roddy Rich and Gunna is a good one. I don't even know if half the stuff we just said was words. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a good one. The last half of that sentence, I thought you were having a stroke. I don't even know. I have no idea. You don't know Roddy Rich and Gunna? The guy that does the voice for Price is Right? I don't even know who that is. The one that just come on down. You're next. On the, that's Yeah, that's who that is, isn't it? Oh, that's Roddy Rich. And then you would know. You, you, no. You have experience with Price is Right, Mike. I think I died a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Tupac, but he still gets releasing songs. I miss that guy. Tupac uh, or Ra- Rowdy Rich? Both. Okay. 502 414 is the Thornton Stocks line. We talked a lot about the season opener and a little bit about the season at large in the first segment. Now we want to hear from you. Yeah, Texas. Text in the songs, too, because we need another song for the next segment. Yeah, let us know. I'm going to let Patrick choose, and that can be scary. Texas, I don't care what Payne uh, wants to establish on offense, but we should pound the ball inside all night long. They are the smallest team that I've seen in a while. If we, we, if we, we don't go to Curry the first three possessions, I will be disappointed. Curry or Hatfield or Withers on the block or, you know, do something. And I'm not saying Curry has to shoot the ball because if, if Davenport knows what he's doing and he will, he's going to double-team him every time he touches the ball in the low block, and rightfully so. He's got to get the ball out, out of that double-team quick and he, that um, rotate, get a nice look. Again, I'm not asking them for Curry to take the first three shots, but if that ball isn't in the paint in his hands at least once in the first three possessions. There needs to be a timeout. Need a, need a discussion. Texas, a UFL radio show host today, said that Payne could go big and use the size advantage to win, but the players wouldn't learn long term. It's the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. Winning is what matters, and it feels like the host is already making excuses. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, we're starting a front line that's what six eight, six ten, six nine. Like, we're already going big. Like. It's not even, it's not even it's big by, by the false pretenses because Hundley Hatfield's not somebody that's going to go in the lane and, like, bang with you. Well, he should. He that, should, that's but That's what he not. did at Tennessee last year, more you than know, not. That's, you know. that's the way that he was used there. Um, hopefully, we start using him more that way this season. But the idea that we wouldn't use a size advantage because it doesn't benefit us long, I, 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 I don't think that that's the case. I I totally reject that. I don't think Kenny Payne's going to actively risk losing a game to Bellarmine because he thinks it might help a couple guys three years from now. I don't think that that's... Yeah, he did that with Lenore Ryan, I think, a little I bit. I think that, that's that backfired big time. Um, there says, Mike, what's a good bar to watch the game tonight? One with the unlimited alcohol. I mean, any of them. I mean, you know, all the bars are going to have the game on. Depends on what area of town you're in. What do you think some from parts of town are going to have the bar the game on? Well, I mean, for a suggestion. Like, do they do they boycott no. Louisville or Germantown or something? <laughs> Trevor, you don't understand. Like, my when I said that, I meant I didn't mean like they're going to have the bar in parts of town. I meant it depends on what part of town you're in for a suggestion. You don't want to suggest a bar that's on the other side of town for somebody who lives in J Town or something. You never know. It's a good bar. Yeah. So let me know what part of town you're in. We'll Speaking of bars, I heard we'll give you a suggestion. Heard Chubby Ray took a nail last night. Chubby Ray got smoked. Chevy Ray was destroyed for J- in the J-Town marriage. Should have given out more freezer pizzas with those the votes. It Maybe back- if the coupon was better. Backfired a little bit. The coupon was better. It was like $1 off. It's not good when I have friends that worked for him, and I text him, I'm like, did you vote for Chevy Ray? like, no. I'm like, okay. Texas says, um, oh, no, your kids are the ones who sleep with parents. That never turns out good. Just look at Trevor. I bet he slept with his mom growing up. No. I bet he did. Far from it. My mom was out working at the bars when I was a baby, when I was growing up. We didn't intend to, and we kind of we got into a bad habit with when we were moving rooms. And now Virginia, she sleeps with with mommy, and it's going to be tough next week because mommy's not going to be there, and she's she's not going to handle it well. Yeah, good was, time to break the habit. Yeah, 
I was never uh, that, and I didn't. I didn't have the pacifier either. We our kids never took pasties. Yeah, so. We tried a couple times because Virginia would cry in the night. We thought it might help her calm down and sleep, but she just never wanted to take one. No, I may have. I may have had one back in the early '90s when thanks to Boys in the Hood and thought it was cool, but I didn't have it as a kid. <laughs> I think. I think the fact that, that I don't know which one's more embarrassing actually. Texas says Trevor just wants to come over so he can do a DNA test to see if John is his, like the way he did in the office. <laughs> I want a cute little boy to really pick that hair off. Right there. Texas says, uh, Mike, you're a little treasure, and we love you. Please don't watch the game. It has the potential to put you in an iron lung. I'm watching the game. We're watching the game. Texas, are we allowed to take power nas- da- naps at halftime tonight? I mean, we've had nine. We had like a bunch Come of we like on, seventeen people. nine o'clock games last night. You can do it, guys. Everybody can do it. If you have to have a, I don't know, seven p.m. cup of coffee, do whatever you got to do. You can make it through this game tonight. Eleven. We've we've had nine p.m. games consistently throughout our lives as, as Louisville fans. Maybe it's just because we've made the the recent switch to daylight saving time. It does make me feel way more tired at like seven p.m. than I'm used to when we leave here and it's pitch black. Uh, it sucks. You do kind of feel like it's 10 p.m. the entire time from like six on. Yeah. But early season is no excuse. You can make it through this game tonight. I mean, normally I say yes, but if we're playing poorly and the alcohol is coming in, maybe there is reasons to be passing out around 10. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> Let's just say if you if you can't make it through the game, it should be because of our poor play, not because it's too late. Texas, my boy Pat Forty is scheduled on one of the other radio shows today. I'm considering buying a cameo from The Rock to say, take you and your 75-cent shirt in the back and get The Rock is meeting with Mr. McMahon. Um, don't do that. Um, How much a Rock cameo costs? Probably a lot. Like at least $400, yeah, if I had to guess. Most of the expensive ones are four, five hundred, I think, aren't they? More, than, more than mine. More than mine. Are, have you one's last cameo you got requested? It's been several months now. Wait, are you on cameo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I had a lot of cameos for a while there. Are you giving me like twenty bucks or something though? No, it's like thirteen bucks. Thirteen? Is that the lowest yeah. thing? You <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not the lowest. At one point, my cameo was was more expensive than like a damn McDonald cameo, and I was like, okay, that's that's bad. I need to lower the price because they give you like a starting price, what they think you should charge, and theirs for me was like twenty. And then I put it out there and I looked at other people's prices. I was like, I'm no, I'm not. I'm going way down. So if I if I paid for a cameo for you to come on to a cameo, of just saying how much Trevor's right all the time and how awesome Trevor. I do it. I haven't turned down one yet. Awesome. My goal was, I was like, if I make $100 doing this, then it'll be worth it. Because when the cameo guy called to like, recruit me to do it, I think I- You recruited? To, yeah, he, he called me to, like, to, to do the whole pitch. I thought the entire time, we talked for like 15 minutes before I realized that he wasn't trying to get me to get other people to sign up for cameo that I knew. That he was like actively talking about me to sign up for cameo. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you want me to do this?" I was like, "I thought you wanted me to like text Peyton Siva and see if he would be interested in doing this." I thought that was the whole thing, so you could tell it was a big day for cameo. But I did. I, I made. I made way more than a hundred dollars, so I felt good about yeah. that. You but have six five star reviews. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who left me with a five star review. It's mostly people who just wanted me to put my daughter in a video, wishing like their wife happy birthday. And I did that. There were several that were like, "We need Virginia in the video." My wife's obsessed with her, so I tried to make that happen. But the last several, basically ever since college kids were allowed to get on with NIL, it put a huge dent in the system for guys like me. So <laughs> damn nil. The, uh, nil has killed my cameo income. Nil has taken money out of your pocket. It's killing me. Sanex and Trinity, like during their whole week, like the week before the game, like they're they're on cameo a lot, getting these getting like random people to be you like Sanex sucks. It's a great idea. Like <laughs> the best, one of the best ones this year was like. 
uh, I think Saint X got like a male porn star to get on there and talk about Trinity. Classic move. Well Less done, guys. Steal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Texas, can I get a cameo of you saying Mitch Barnhart is a baby back? I said it about <laughs> Dave Clawson last week. I, I, yeah, you can't. I'll say anything. Um, the, the la- I think the last one I did was a guy who was like, my buddy's. It was like midnight. He's like, we. He's like, my buddy's a big fan of yours. He's getting married tomorrow. Is there any chance you can get this in? Please bring up the fact that he once referred to Carly Jones as a poor man's Chris Jones. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll do it at one a.m. I'll, I'll get you that right now. Uh, but that was that was back when the cameo game was hopping. Text- I've ordered a cameo, told you. Who, who'd you order? It was like a wrestling guy. Yeah, I got Jake Snake Roberts to get a cameo in my fantasy football league. Nice. And the best part is he did it like you can tell he's like in like a he's in like an art museum or something. And you can see like paintings behind him. It looks fancy. And he's sitting there talking about how they don't have the stones and they're, they're a bunch of Vienna sausages. And they don't have Hilarious. <laughs> he's saying all these like really nasty things. And like, these old people are walking behind him, like looking at art. It's, it's kind of funny. Texas says, are we worried that Scott's D has not had enough of a refractory period to continue pumping excellence into the field? Well, now see, we're talking about two different Scott's D here. We got Scotty Scotty D's D, we got Scotty D, and then we got Scott's D. You got Scott, well, Scott's D's football. Scotty D is basketball. We got D's flying around everywhere here. Well, especially in the studio. D's everywhere. <laughs> Texas KP's presser didn't make me feel more confident about tonight at all. I hate the it's not about wins and losses stuff. He is just he's just that he's preparing you for what's going to be a rough season. He is, and he definitely he has like his. I know he talks about how he doesn't ever want to prepare remarks. He always just kind of wants to shoot from the hip. He wants it to be genuine and go from the heart. You can tell there are a couple of sayings that he gets in his head, and he just kind of he goes with them. Because I've watched. He did an interview with Andy Katz uh, last night in preparation for the Maui Invitational. I heard him a little bit on with Paul Rogers before the last exhibition. Uh, obviously, his press conferences. Like every time he talks, he says the same kind of things. Like it's usually the, some variation of the same phrase. Where I mean, yeah, he's, you know, it's, it's about winning or learning. It's not about winning and losing right now. He is certainly preparing the fan base for, and you know, if you want to believe that this can be a 20, 25 win team, um, you know, sure. Like, like, again, I'm not going to tell you how to fan. I'm not going to tell you what your expectations should be. But Kenny Payne certainly is preparing the fans, or seems to be, for a season that is not that. And we'll find out if that's the right move or not. And this isn't Patino. This isn't the Patino. I'm going to tell you how bad we are, but we're actually not that bad type of scenario. Yeah, Patino's... Don't, don't, don't let that confuse you that you grew up like listening to that. This is not the same... Well, Patino's hyperbole was like, we're not going to win every game. Like When we're when he's saying like we're going to be really bad, it was like, we might not be a one seed. Like you know, we may, we may struggle to be like a four or five seed this year. And again, the program was in a different place right then. It should That's where the program should have been. When it's rolling, there's no excuse for us to be in positions like we are right now. But it has not been rolling, and... We found out earlier this week that, uh, or last week, I guess, that the, the cloud's gone. There's no excuses moving forward. So after this season, let's get it going. Texas says if he loses this game, it will absolutely be awkward. There is no excuse to be that bad at Louisville. I don't care what he inherited. Most people expected year one to be a slight improvement on last year's team at the bare minimum. I agree with that. I just said it wouldn't be awkward. I said it'd be sad. I, I mean, you can still be around 14 or 15 wins and be, a, I mean, a vast improvement from last year, even with only a couple win improvements. Agreed, but if we lose this one, I don't see us getting. I don't think there's any path to 14, 15 wins. It would take a. It, it would surprise if, if they lose this one. It would surprise me if they're if we're going to be like a 14, 15 win team. I mean, you would have to hope. Just again, this team would improve. I mean, and I know you think that you know you said everyone else improves too, but 
I don't, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't just automatically shut the door on on the coffin that is this season if, if it is lost tonight. I mean, you don't automatically. I wouldn't automatically shut it if we we lose to Duke or if we lose to Florida A and M. But it's one game. But it's a you say Duke right there. Yeah, Duke or Florida A and M. Okay. I'm saying different ends of the spectrum. Okay, good. I was like, what are those two compared to? <laughs> but it still is a. You can read into it, especially when you have the other evidence of the exhibition games. And just looking at the roster, I think you can, you know, it's it's not like us losing a game in December when we know we have a bunch of all ACC players or potential All-Americans. I think we, I, yeah, I think we we're know. aware of what the roster yeah. is right now. We are. Uh, at least I know, I know we are in this room. I can't speak for everybody. Texas says, Mike warning us about this Bellarmine matchup is eerily similar to Dennis Quaid warning Congress about global warming in the day after tomorrow. Oh, good Lord. Don't compare this season to that movie. That's not a good sign at all. That would be, vibes are off. Vibes are off already. Be, I mean, that, that's like a four-win season compared to that. If we're, if we're going to be that movie. Movie's so bad. That was one of the few movies I almost walked out of in the theater. Texas, when it started by The Strokes, is a good song. I, like the, I love The Strokes. Okay. Well, that my, uh, what was The Strokes, what's the song called? When it started. When it started? Well, that might be the next song after, the next, after this break. Texas, I'm not sure Trevor's capable of having a coherent, knowledgeable, joke-free conversation. Everything's a joke to me. It is. Especially in my life. Texas says, Mike, do you hate Jay Williams as much as I do? I just need some confirmation on my hatred. Yeah, Jay Williams is annoying. The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Just the fact he calls himself Jay Williams alone makes me want to smack him. I, I, I don't like Jay Williams. I, I, I loved him as a player. I think he may be one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen. He's he's Jason. Get over it. I mean, the whole – just if you needed one piece of evidence, the whole like Celtics hired first black coach in history, what a day, and then everybody was like, this is the ninth black coach that they've hired in history – and his response was, "I was hacked." Like, no, you made it. You made a dumb statement. Just own up to it. You say stupid things all the time. You just finally made one very public on your Twitter. Who would hack you? And just the the idea that somebody would hack Jay Williams' phone and not put like penis out there or like some just awful horrific joke, but instead would make a just very clearly wrong statement about the Boston Celtics coaching history is one of the funniest and stupidest things I've ever seen in my entire Look, life. Funniest thing I've heard Jay, Jason Williams say, I'm going to keep on Jason Williams because I'm not calling him Jay. What am I like, the the Stein, uh, George Costanza's girlfriend who's pretentious with everything? The uh, is I'm going to forget, it was it was during the Gillespie year, and I was, I was I was doing the TV show with Renshaw, and I can't remember who UK was playing. And do you, I don't know if you remember, they had the Juco kid, Galloway, who they were so hyped about coming in. He played like one year at USC and then went Juco and then transferred. You don't remember him. It's it's okay. He's very forgettable. I don't remember. But they, I don't even remember who UK was playing. He had like five points, six points, and like three rebounds and two assists at halftime. And Jay Williams said he had a LeBron James-like game. <sighs> and I'm like, <laughs> I just remember sitting there in the room going, this guy's higher than Renshaw. I mean, there's no way. And, of course, that kid ended up, I think, transferring like Oregon or something. He never even stayed in Kentucky. He was he was horrible. I think Kentucky lost that game in the end. But He's not good at his job. That was the point where I was like, this, yeah, his commentary and his on the TV is equivalent to his riding a motorcycle. All right, got to take a break. When we come back, hour number two, more Hoops Talk. Also, I've got a very important question for both Patrick and Trevor. We'll pose it coming up in the second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show, which is coming your way next on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started.
All right, we're getting started. Yeah. Three started songs. Because I'm desperate to play this. Welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Opening night here for the Louisville men's basketball team. Taking yep. on the Bellarmine Knights at 9 o'clock. ACC Network has the call. And you can hear all the action if you're listening on the radio. On our sister station, the new home of Cardinal Athletics, 970 WGTK. Intern Patrick's here. Trevor Kelsey's here. I what, am. What are you saying? To you? Are you something you wanted to say there? No, no. Oh, I thought you were trying to jump in there. No, no, no. If I was going to jump, it would be you would know it because the, the ground would shake. We got to give a shout out to our guy. We're going to try to get him on the show, I think, at some point this week. Big Josh. Winner, baby. Victorious in uh, the Hardin County Jailer race, which I, I'm not sure how hotly contested it was, but doesn't hey. matter. He won. You did. You were trying to find the results last night, and you found out that the Hardin County Jailer has been a <laughs> rough history. Yeah, I was, the Hardin County Jailer. So, what time was it? It was like eleven, eleven thirty last night. It's like I was rocking John to it was sleep when I saw the the results. I think when you were kept sending that in, or maybe I was talking to Mary because I, I remember showing her at one point. I was like, Hardin County Jailer has got a little bit of a troubled past. Speaking of Mary, shout out to Mary. I watched stuff all of the Bride One and Two last night. That, she loves it. I, I, well, I watched Pure Luck during the election instead, but then I watched all of the Bride One. And there you two. go. But no, um, no election coverage. Well, I got bored with it and I decided to watch a classic Danny Glover and Martin Short movie from 1991 instead. Classic, classic. Um, yeah, I, I was because I was curious. It was like that, by that time I was like, wait a minute, did Josh win? Did I win? I haven't gotten any calls or anything. And still so, counting votes. Still counting votes. On Too me. close to call. And so with Josh, like I went to like Twitter and I'm like, okay, uh, so I go, I, I, I search Big Josh. By the way, don't advise to do that. And then I like was up. I do like Hardin County Jailer, and that's when like things from like the last couple of years coming up about like Big Josh. The bar was set pretty low for you, buddy. I mean, there's there's just pretty much don't like hurt anyone or steal anything, and you're good. You're gonna man. be fine. Yeah, you're, good, you're, you're gonna be you're good, good to, go. to go. There's a reason why he keeps getting reelected. The man knows what he's doing. Uh, but props to to Josh. Props to all the other winners last night. Um, I still want to know if he carries a big key ring like the like, like around spins it around. <laughs> He received sixty-eight percent of the of the eighteen hundred votes to finish with twelve hundred forty-five votes against Rob Reynolds of the Republican Party. Rob, Suck Re- it, Rob. Yeah, Rob Reynolds sounds like just a bad guy's name anyway. Doesn't he does. He? It's like with the bill, he's robbing the poor. Who? Rob Reynolds. You can't have a jailer, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> who can I vote for for jailer? Big Josh or Rob Reynolds? Yeah. Come the on. The choice is obvious. The yeah, ballot does clear. say Joshua parentheses Big Josh Lindblom, as it should. I don't even need his last name. Doesn't even need to be on there. It's just Big Josh. I didn't even know his last name when I was searching it. I wouldn't have known it if he hadn't messaged me on Facebook. That's how I found out that he won because I went to his Facebook profile. We're friends now, apparently, and um, I realized that last night. And he had been like, everyone was congratulating him on his page. So I'm like, oh, he won. Cool. Hawkinsbine. Hawkinsbine were past discrepancies of the jailers and people comparing Big Josh to Kingpin from Daredevil. Well, <laughs> that's, that's like, which by the way, kind of does look like Kingpin from Daredevil. Not the movie, obviously, because that that was that Kingpin was black, but this is the Stevie series version. He's got it rolling. America's back on track. Elected yeah. Big Josh. Uh, also, breaking news. I like uh, to have a friend in the jailer business. It's good. It's a, not not a bad person to have in your you know in your corner, right? Uh, UK has the the we mentioned the the girl in the video a couple of days ago. The UK student Sophia Rosing has been permanently banned from campus. Will not be eligible to re-enroll as a student, according to a statement from UK President Eli Capaluto. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. What class was she? Was she like she's near? senior? So she's like, I, was, I mean, I guess you can just transfer and take her credit somewhere else. Right if now. ever you wanted to have a racist breakdown, make sure it's early on in your college career. <laughs> you don't want that happening 
first semester senior year. If it just would have been a DUI, if it, yeah, just you would have skated. Yeah, UK would have been fine. That's the it's part of orientation. <laughs> get that DUI, get it out of your system. Obviously, we're talking basketball today, Louisville Bellarmine, and kind of more talk about the season overall. Are you sticking? I don't think we've I don't think we've shored this down because Trevor, you and I we talked about overall season predictions a couple of weeks ago, and you were a little bit more optimistic than I was. I think you said above 500, 15, 16, 17 wins, somewhere around. I think you. I put the stealing at seventeen. I said thir- uh, fourteen to seventeen. I think thirteen to seventeen is what I did. Now with us on the eve of the start of the season, are you still there? We've seen this team play two exhibition games. We know what the expectations are nationally for the squad. Are you still saying above 500? Not not expectations. What you think is going to happen? Do you think this team has a winning record? Do you think this team is in contention for a tournament spot come selection Sunday? I mean, without knowing all the ins and outs of our opponents, um, right? We're I, just guessing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'd have to. I don't know. You know everything about everybody we're playing, but just from what I've watched from us. I think, yeah, I think a 500 record is not out of the realm of possibility. I understand that that's hard to be grasped watching us play the way we did against two exhibition Well, I'm asking games, what you're predicting, though. Give me, I'm, give me I'm, a harder, harder answer. What are you saying? I'm sticking with my, my 13 to 17 win plateau. That's, get, you want an exact th- number? Yes, because 13 is below 500, 17 is above 500. Do you think this team, yes or no, finishes above 500 this year? For the second time in the sentence, yes. I think they will finish above 500. You said they could. I think they, I don't, you said I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I wanted you to be definitive. There we go. That's what I want. I mean, if you want a definitive answer that has no definitiveness to it, then yeah, sure. It's, it's sports radio. This is what we yeah. this is what we do. This is what we got to do. Oh, guess speaking absolutes only. Yes. Oh. Yes. Patrick, I hate you. Don't play that. I love you, buddy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going with. I think they finished below 500. I think it's going to look similar to last year. I'm actually going to go with a little bit less than what I had originally. I, I'm thinking 12, 13 wins. Well, you are Mr. Negative tonight, aren't you? I'm just, I, I'm, I'm giving answers unlike you. Who are like, I think they could win 10 or 20. I don't think that it's out of the possibility for them to win 20 games. <laughs> they might win five, though. It could be anything. Of course it could be anything. We're trying, we're making predictions here. I don't think I was that a little extreme to what I said, but okay. I mean, I'm just saying. We're, we're you know, tr- words matter, Mike. Words do matter. And I'm yeah, trying to, so tr- you might want to use the right ones I did. I'm trying to pin you. Well, you said, you, you said, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to have a winning record. And so I said yes or no. And you're like, again, yes, I think they will. I'm like, that's not what happened. I'm just, we're trying to be definitive. We're asking questions. Patrick, can I get you a definitive answer? Expectations for this team. Do you see them finishing above 500? What's the ceiling? Yes What's or the floor? no. I see him starting 3-0. I like that. Getting Florida A&M, Florida A&M, Florida A&M, obviously. Getting Lipscomb. Hopefully sweeping Georgia Tech. Squeaking a few more conference home games in there somewhere. It's 11-12 right now. Finishing 12-13. Okay. Yeah, 12 or 13, which one is it? No, you don't have to be that definitive. That's that's solidly below 500. That's that's what we're looking for. Right. I think, I mean, I, I can see us still having that type of season and it not being, because when you look at that on the surface, especially after what we experienced last year, which was like we framed it as worst season of our lifetimes potentially. Let's never have a season this bad again. Let's get Kenny Payne in here. Let's let the healing begin. I still think if you if we had a season where we win 12, 13, 14 games, it can still be, you know, viewed as not a complete negative. I think you can see positive things just based on how limited this roster is. If, if Kenny Payne can get the most out of these guys, if they play harder, if the system looks like it's going to work with more talent in the, in the years ahead, if they 
steadily improve. If they go, I mean, let's say they look terrible these first three games. Maybe they do fall tonight or in one of these other three, but they consistently get better. They're competitive in Maui. And by the time we get to the end of ACC play, they're not a top tier team in the league, but they're a team that nobody really wants to play. They're a team that everybody knows is going to give them a gigantic fight. I think you can still look back and say there are positives for the rest of this season. And I think at, by and large, that's where most of the fan base is with this team. Now, some are going to say if you if you win fewer than 20 games, it's a disappointment. This is Louisville. I don't care about the extenuating circumstances. I think that's silly, but that's just me. Again, not going to tell you how to fan. What are your expectations? Uh, text us, 502-414-1450. The question somebody asked us on Monday that he wanted us to address on Wednesday. We, we can get to it now. Predictions for a leading scorer. Because I do think... I think Trevor was right. There's probably a big drop-off between the top three that people are going to say and then, like, everybody else. Maybe you can say top four. I, I think... I was, I was thinking... Who, I was almost starting thinking who's the three, but it would be Ellis, Curry, and, and Withers. That's what, that's what you said. Yeah. I think maybe... We haven't seen it from him yet, but just based on what we've heard from practice, Huntley Hatfield would be in that conversation. But he certainly did not show it in either one of the exhibition games. But roundtable... Prediction, who leads this team in scoring? We'll let Patrick go first. Completely depends on if you get the L. Ellis from the Lenore Ryan game or the L. Ellis from the Chaminade game. But if he's playing as much as we think he needs to play for us to compete, I'd say L. Ellis. Trevor? God, we're already talking about comparing the better game between Chaminade and Lenore Ryan. I mean, we're we're, going, we're going off what we got. Not, not a good start to the season. He had two in one of them and 28 in the other. Well, I mean. got, man's got to stay out of foul trouble. <laughs> the... Um, I'm going to – LL just seems like an easy go-to because he's also going to take probably the most amount of shots. Probably. Um, with the ball in his hands. I'm going to just kind of be a contrarian. I'm going to say Withers. I can see it. I I don't think – I think I think if I had to pick, I'd put money – I'd put like odds are, I'd put Ellis right at the top. I'd put Withers right there. And then Sydney probably third. And then after that, like I said, the drop would be – if Sydney's like six to one, the, ne- the fourth guy to me would be 20 to one. I think Ellis is probably he would be the betting favorite. Should be most people would say. I think he probably wins out, assuming that he plays the full season. I'll go with Ellis. I think, I mean, Withers probably would have been like a third or fourth choice before the exhibition games, but he clearly was our most consistent performer. Oh, yeah. in those two games, Curry. I mean, if he's going to look like the guy at the end of last season, it's certainly a live shot in this discussion. But he has not looked like that. And you add that, you add in the kind of the, the, the rumors, the buzz from the summer and the early fall about the way he looked in practice. And that does make you a little bit concerned about him maybe producing the way that we were expecting him to produce when he announced last March that he was coming back for another season. I think kind of a wild card. I think I think Kamari Lance will score. I, I think they'll use him a lot more than maybe they used him in the exhibition games. I, I think that he'll eventually get to a point where he's producing some, some solid 14, 16, 18-point games. But maybe it happens so slowly that he's, his season average is going to be too low to be like top three, top four scorer. Um, and then Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, we heard great things about him. It's kind of the opposite of Curry. We heard great things about him. He did not show much at all in either one of the exhibitions or really the, the red-white scrimmage either. If they find a place for him, like can he be that guy? Maybe, but right now he just seems kind of lost. Maybe he'll take a little bit of time too to, to, to find his place and really get it going. So I'll say Ellis... I'll say Withers is second, and then I guess the safe answer would be Curry for third leading scorer. I mean, I, 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 a dark horse could be James. He could be, for sure. I could see James maybe sneaking in there. I would like to put maybe, after those three, if you were going to like start putting in, in orders, I would think 
Lands is right. I would see lands right there because I see a ceiling for lands. A great ceiling for me for lands this year would be averaging around eight or nine points a game when it's all done. I mean, you'd have games, like you said, where he might drop a 20 or he might drop a 17, mm-hmm. 18. But, you know, there's going to have multiple, more, more often than he's going to have those games mixed up with, you know, games where he has three or five or zero. Uh, and, and don't be shocked if those don't happen. It could be one tonight. Yeah. But I think it, if, he, if we can get into the season with him averaging eight or nine points, I could see James maybe around that nine, 10 area as well. That's going to make me feel, as long as those aren't our leading scores, then that makes me feel very confident that this team is a 500 or better team because that would tell me that Curry's probably averaging around 12. Withers and and Ellis are both there around that 14, 15 area. And that's, if we're getting that kind of production from at least what would be assumed to be like a starting five, roughly, not including Hanley Huffield or Hunley Hatfield, then I, I mean, that's, that's, I think that should be a, that should tell you that this team is at least a 500 team. Yeah, I mean, now that said, depending we, how they play defensively, for sure. True, but I mean, that's I mean, last year we won thirteen games. Our leading score was what eight points a game. Yeah, I was like Noah Locke was like nine nine points, points a game. Yeah, Which, by the I way, no, he was doing his thing last night for Providence. The shot selection was not great. I watched a little. They they almost lost. They should have lost to Ryder, and he was I think three of eleven from the field. So our fear that he was going to come out and shoot like sixty percent from three this season after not shooting well last year was not realized. The, the, the kid from Kentucky actually played really well for them last night. Um, who was committed to us, Bryce? Um, what's his last name? Bryce Hopkins. Hopkins. Thank you. Um, played real well for Providence last night. But they yeah, didn't he throw up like a heaved uh, like a eighty footer or something at the buzzer. Well, that wasn't great. Yeah, that, yeah. that didn't look good. But they they got the win last night. It was the only. Interesting game. Uh, somebody they, it was better than ask you who did it God. with like six seconds on the clock. It was bad. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? The guy texted in for the the Mike Rutherford lock of the day since I didn't give him one yesterday. Uh, I, I, I did. What'd you give? Told you Purdue and they covered. Did they? Yeah, they won by forty. Oh boy. Told you take man. If you take those twenty point spreads on the big boys versus little guys. More than that, they are going to cover every. Take them while you can because they don't. They're gone in, in two weeks. Yeah, and I said, two, these are, don't take these two, and they both hit the first weekend. So maybe look at the games. Maybe look at the games, and some will, some won't. But uh, tonight we have, what, IU taking on Bethune-Cookman. That's uh, Zion Harmon's playing there. That's interesting. There are no spreads on these games. I can't find the spreads. Also, hey, IU, IU been playing tonight. What am I looking at here? Yeah, I was like, oh, that's I, tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, I was to, dude, if I use play tonight, well, I'm in some trouble. The top 25 didn't <laughs> pop up. Marist versus American University. I mean, One our, and a half point spread. Honestly, our game is probably the best game tonight. It's a it's yeah. A, there's not much. The only game I would look at maybe LSU Kansas City. If you're talking about one of what I described as a, is taking the getting taking laying the big points on the little guy, but I don't even know if that's a, yeah. Seton Hall does open. I like. Um, Seton Hall Mama might be could be good. Uh, here's my pick: South Dakota covering the six at home against Lipscomb. The Coyotes lost their season opener. They're supposed to be. This is the year they they take over the Summit League. SDSU's down a little bit. They lost the the transfer kid that we wanted. I know they didn't look good against Wisconsin. South Dakota covering six against Lipscomb. What is the LSU line? Do you have in front of you? Um, LSU line. LSU by twenty three. Twenty three. Over the ruse. Take Kansas City. Uh, Boise State, South Dakota State is another decent game. Trevor Jeez. just completely contradicted the system. Well, I, I said out. it was the only one that would be iffy, but I, w- I was worried where the line was, and I would take Kansas City in that one. Kansas City's actually won 20 games last year. Yeah. Florida, Florida A&M plays their second game of the year. Who do they play? Portland. They're 25-point underdogs against Portland. I mean, Florida A&M's bad. 
that, that they're, they're bad. There's no way around it. Last time I paid attention to Florida A&M was Kansas State lost their opener to a junior college. So <laughs> what else you did? That would explain the spread. They lost to Lincoln Community College. Hey, community college says take them. Community college is gonna be tough, man. Oof, oof, that's tough. Caldwell. If it was Caldwell, I'd cut him some slack. Don't don't hate on the Cobras, guys. Cobras are, are Cobras are tough. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Texas, I feel better about the Clemson game than the Bellarmine game. What does that say? It's, I think it seems reasonable, actually. I don't think it seems reasonable. No, I mean, we're, we're nine-point favorites in one and seven-point underdogs in the other. I mean, <laughs> I feel better about the Bellarmine game than the Clemson game. I'll say that. I feel good about Clemson. I feel, I mean, relative to most years against Clemson, yeah, I, f- I feel good about it but i still i literally feel like we have a i feel like i, I feel better about us winning clemson than i almost sometimes a little bit do deny maybe it's just because i'm overconfident with clemson though that's what i get you agree with the texter i could be just overconfident about the football team though which is a stark contrast to the, the rest of the season i told you though last gotcha he's hooked now, you and I, to, I mean that i mean once you get a taste of that d it's got scott's d it will not let go has you hooked i told you though this i kind of warned you about this last now i'm not i'm still picking us to lose to kentucky because I don't like you being hooked. I'll say that right now. I mean, because I told you, I said if we go in and we we, we handle James James Madison the way we should, I mean, there's going to be some overhype here now. I mean, and Brian Brown's no longer touching the defense. It's not, so that makes me excited. You know, I just I'm I'm a little I'm I, I'm liking this I'm liking this to beat Clemson straight up. Man, I don't like your confidence. Louisville's better when you're hating. When when you're negative, Trevor. That's not true because I'm negative. Trevor means Louisville's being poor, playing poorly. Well, you've been negative, Trevor, the last three weeks besides James Madison, and they won all three of those games. Well, that's because I wanted to be proved. I wanted. I, I was waiting to be to, to fall for it. I was like, I'm not gonna. You got. You got to show me a little more than just one. You know. Well, I want you still one waiting. bouquet of flowers before I start giving that's it up. That's what I'm again. saying. I want you still yeah. improve it mode. Yeah, now, you got to buy me all, dinner too. Whenever you're all in, when Trevor we start falls to for suck. It. I mean, you guaranteed a win over UK last year, and we lost by a billion. I'm still not guaranteeing a UK win right now. Well, I, I feel better about that game, but I don't feel good about Clemson now. I'm not guaranteeing a Clemson win. I just think Louisville. I like Louisville to win the game. I like Louisville to pull off the upset. You I like Louisville to end. I want at, at the end. I want us to, to push them down that hill. I don't like it. Just say I think the money line is good value, and then just leave it. I'm, I'd take that too. I don't like it. I don't like it. Texas Trevor, how much would it cost me to hear you say I love Mick Cronin and want him as my basketball coach? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. That's the offer. Hundred bucks. <laughs> That's the going rate. So you wouldn't do it for ninety? No, but for one hundred twenty, I'll give him a hug and, and put it on Instagram. <laughs> Texas, I got a buddy uh, getting married in a few weeks. I'm ordering a Rutherford cameo to give him a little pep talk on his big day. Well worth the $13. Better wedding gift than the $40 Target gift card I was going to get. <laughs> it's $15. Don't let him fool you. Well, that's I get $13. I guess that's what it is. Because they keep cameo keeps the slice. Of the, of the so what do they? What do? They, what, do they, what do I have to pay to get a cameo? Yeah, I guess $15. <laughs> Patrick was just on the site. Okay. I get thirteen. I can't think just, Trevor was implying he'd get a discount. <laughs> I just, can't just hold my phone up and record him talking to me. Now. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you a cameo yeah, for free. Just do it right now. Talk for me. I'll Mike. record a message. Hey, uh, is that why we can't get the YouTube videos? Because of the cameo problems. Like cameo's like we can't allow this. We've already got him under contract. I don't think that's the problem. 
<laughs> I haven't updated my Cameo app in like a month and a half. I don't even. There's maybe something in there. I probably need to check it at some point. This is a father of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Virginia's dad. Texas says, 25 years ago today was the Survivor Series of the Montreal yes, screw job. In the words of Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon didn't screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart well, screwed Bret Hart. I was wondering if you or anyone would bring that up. Yeah, it was the uh, 25th anniversary. Pretty cool. I saw a lot of people like. Probably man, the most iconic moment in wrestling history. It's got to be up there, right? I oh, mean, yeah. I, I saw a lot of people talking about it and making jokes. I didn't realize that it was the anniversary, but I it makes more sense. Now. I mean, I didn't. I knew, I knew it was 97. I knew it was in the Survivor Series. So, I mean, it was November. I just didn't realize it was this early November myself either. But, uh, yeah, apparently so. And, yeah, I mean, I can't think of. I mean, Andre's the Andre Slam WrestleMania three is right there, but I mean, it's 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 probably arg- easily, arguably the most notable, most famous moment in wrestling. Wrestling. Well, I believe November 9th, nineteen eighty nine, is also the day the Berlin Wall fell. Really? Was it November 9th? I think. How is it that I'm seeing? No, that would that would have had to make Twitter, wouldn't it? Like, cause the the screw job anniversary things all over my timeline and things, and I would think the well, Berlin you do Wall. see things that are like. Yeah, but even but the Berlin interest. Wall is still going to Fall the Berlin Wall was November 9th, 1989. Wow. How is Twitter Twitter dropping the ball <laughs> on this one? Good call, Patrick. Well done. See, Patrick's got that manual education. He sees the stuff, the stuff that hits on his Twitter is far more suited to like educational things than you and I. The uh, I think I don't know if I've told you this story before. Probably, though, I have. But when I was, uh, while I was at college, I had a little, little financial down period. And I had to, like, so I was trying to make some money. So I went to go sell, like, a lot of my... Uh, my sports cards I had, and I had a, a lot of you know some you know with pieces of jer- one of my favorites was a Michael Jordan card with a piece from the floor that he won the national title on in it. I had a Griffey autograph baseball piece of baseball bat card, and yada 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 stuff like that. And I sold a lot of, made some decent money off of it. But the card that ironically got me the most money was some pop culture cards I'd gotten. It had like crumbs from the Berlin Wall in it. Really? And that card actually got me a couple hundred bucks. That's kind of cool. And the second... Kind of weird, but kind of cool. And the second most expensive card I got of all these sports cards, and I can name you other cool stuff I had, autographs and pieces of jerseys on it, was a same pop culture series that had a piece of Elvis Presley's leather jacket. Hmm. And these two cards got the most money for me. And I said, I kind of wish I'd kept the Berlin Wall one now, but I needed, you know, to pay rent and all. I'm curious so, about the verification to, process of the Berlin Wall rubble because I mean, I mean, it was it was yeah. These are just little. I mean, I'm, it seems I know I'm really sure you know easy to scam, it. especially back in that time where you could just be like, "Here's some dirt. It's from the Berlin Wall." There's some, yeah. Some. I mean, it was just little pieces of silver. Ro- I mean, gray rock. I mean, like I had. I remember. I would think if you're the the the, the company putting those out, I think his upper deck owned it. They had to have some kind of verification. You think? I mean, but. Back in the day, I mean, it's it, it wasn't, I guess, as much of the Wild West as it is now with you know, autographs and stuff out there that you can just claim. Because I've thought, back in, you know, t- talking about difference of time, the 2000 PGA where Tiger beat Bob May in the playoff, like, we, me and my buddies went there every single day. But we snuck in, like, two days. Just, like, walked right in without tickets. Just didn't, didn't have Was anything. that the one in Louisville or something? Yeah, okay. it, it, at Valhalla. And so after the playoff and Tiger wins – like, we just, like, walked out in the course. And other people were doing it, too. Like, we walked out there. We went to 18, which was the, the, the last hole of the playoff, and Tiger hit a bunker shot, and they hadn't even raked where he was because nobody they knew they weren't going to play again. And so, like, we all, like, scooped up, like, some of the sand. Like, like the, we got the divot from where Tiger hit his, like, last approach shot, like, all this stuff and kept it. And I would think, like, I could put this on eBay. I should do this. And then I was like, 
how is anybody going to believe? Like, I don't have pictures of me scooping this up. I don't have any. It could just be sand from the sandbox outside I mean, in my parents' backyard. You would get somebody probably buy it who's probably obsessed with Tiger Woods at the time, maybe. I guess, but like, I thought about it. I was like, how would I even go about proving that this is the real thing? I don't even know where it is anymore. I'm sure it's in my parents' house somewhere. I was watching the American Dad where he got obsessed with the, the lead singer of My Morning Jacket. Uh-huh. Like, I bought a Band-Aid worn by J- Jim James. Jim James. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you like audio instead of him gurgling. You're like, yeah. I mean, you could probably find people like that. But, I mean, yeah, you're just. Yeah, I mean, who's, who's to know? I mean, I got Jerry Garcia in a bag, man. <laughs> I bought it from his brother. <laughs> Texas says, do we think that Kenny Payne will ever hold a fun press conference and make some jokes with the press? Can we start a charity event <laughs> for every punny drops in the press or $500 to a great cause? He does sound, he does have an Eeyore sound to him, does he not? 5000 for a mention of Scotty's D. Uh, <laughs> that's what Texas said. That's not me. He, Yeah, I mean, he doesn't strike me as a, he's never going to do the, and, I mean, who, we're so early in this process. Who knows? He's never been a head coach before. He's never had these media obligations. Yeah. Maybe he grows into it a little bit. Maybe his whole persona changes with time. But certainly, yeah, right now it's not it, It's not what we're used to. He's not even like – he hasn't done like the Chris Mack thing. Now, he's not as, I, I think, like prickly as Chris Mack or Rick Pitino could be. But no, it, but – But he's just kind of like – just very straightforward in all these. He's interviews. not. He's not like oozing charisma in any way. I mean, he, he's kind of. He's he, he's kind of cracked his couple smiles here and there, but like he just. I don't know. He's like, it's like even when he's talking excited about something, he still just sounds so boring saying it. Like it just has no. Is there's certainly a monotonous tone. Yeah, and, and and I think I mean I'm getting used to it a little bit, but it's gotten better with every press conference. I think, but also it'd be nice to see him winning. Like. Uh, if, we're, if we start like Patrick's good, we start like 3-0, I'd like to see what his press conferences sound like. I'm with you. Texas, this conversation with Trevor about picking the record is very Kramer with the levels. Anything could happen, but only if it happens, it happens. The bet didn't count. <laughs> uh, TJ texted and said, hey, Mike, lay off Trevor Powell. Thank you, TJ. Trevor's fine. No, you just pissed him off with the Packers. You, you ain't getting him on your side. Suck it, TJ. You Lines. Said, makes you feel better. We play him in a couple weeks. He's going to hate me, too. Texas says, I, uh, this team's ceiling is 500, I feel like. Realistically, I think this team wins 10 to 13 games. I just can't fathom a team with one true guard and a new first-time head coach winning that many games. I mean, what's officially 500? Like 14 or 15? I don't know how many games we It'd play. probably be, what, 15? Because we'll have... I don't think we play an even number of games to be right at 500, do we? Well, no, but we'll have the ACC tournament, which will change things. Because we are scheduled to play 29 regular season games. We'll have at least one game in the conference tournament, which would get you to 30. And then, you know, who knows? If we, if we win two or three, that could change things. But our regular season total is 29. 29, so the, the goal is 15. Yeah, Ken Palm projects us to go 13 and 16 overall, 7 and 13 in the ACC. I think 15 is a reasonable goal. Yeah, Trevor, does your does your uh, bet with Scoots include the MAC tournament and the ACC tournament? Or is it just no, no, it's just regular season. So just well, hold on. No, no, no. That's not, that's not what we decided. We brought this up on air. And I talked to Scoots on, on oh, KFC, too. Oh, you did? Too, yeah. Okay, because when we did it on air, when Scoots was producing the show, you guys both agreed that it was everything. Yeah, but we, we, we pretty much exclude, we're excluding the tournament games because – a, neither of us expect either of these teams to make the tournament. But conference tournaments, too. But conference tournaments, too, yeah. So, does Eastern Michigan play 29 games, too? Or they... I don't... You know what? I they play even... one fewer game. They play 28 regular season well, that's games. That's his own fault for making that's... the bets in. No, I take... Oh, no, I take it back. They play 30 regular season games. That's they, your fault for taking the bet. They play one more than Louisville. Still, still confident. Ken Palm still, despite their win on opening night, has them going 9-21. and 21. <laughs> Dumb being EMU. EMU. And has us going 13-16. and 16. 
And last I checked, 13 is more than 9, right? So, yeah. So, he's got... That's correct. You got the AP math, uh, Patrick. Is that right? Uh, 13 is more than 9. Jay, thank you. God, if they that win... That can give me permed by manuals of uh, uh, advanced, advanced math class. If they win one more game because they played one more game, that's going to be a terrible way to I'm going to have to... The, the... That's going to be bad. You got to pull out win percentage. You're going to have point. to do something there. That's going to be that's going to be awful. Um, TJ now TJ said it's 100 percent everything. Trevor gets this wrong every time. Apparently, Scoot still thinks that it's it's everything. It's postseason tournaments, conference tournaments, everything. Well, I, again, I don't expect these teams probably to make a postseason tournament, but he wants to include conference tournament. I'm up for that. I mean, but what if EMU gets a bid to like the CBI or CIT, and Louisville turns down a bid to the, the CBI or the CIT? I, I think we'll just have to cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm. The last time we had this conversation, you guys both agreed it's everything. It's end of season, whatever your win total is, that's what it was. You need to establish this before we get too much further in because like, $500 is no small amount of money. About, you know, this is how lack of, lack of worry I have for this. I, we're going to – this isn't even going to be a contest. We're going to okay. finish the season, the regular seasons ahead of them to the point where – they can, they can have their one or two conference tournament wins and their whatever CBI, CIT, CU, CU in a tournament no one gives a bleep about. It doesn't matter. Okay. I, just, I, I want to make you make maintain that same attitude in late December. I'm waiting to know that 33 and a third Mike Rutherford, show, Mike Rutherford cameos are on the line here. Oof. 33 and a third? 33 and a third. That's how much it costs. It's five hundred dollars. It's for thirty three. You could you could you could use thirty three, almost thirty four Mike Rutherford cameos with the amount of money that you're paying you, here. You get thirty three Mike Rutherford cameos and have five dollars left over. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do when I win this bet. Get thirty three Mike I'm, Rutherford I'm, cameos. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm buying thirty three Mike Rutherford cameos. cameos everywhere. And no, and here's what I want you to do every day or no every once a week for thirty three straight weeks. I want you to send it to Scoots, making fun of him for making the bet. You can make that happen. And then every week, I want that for 33 straight weeks, I want you to send him one on a Friday or Monday, whatever day, it doesn't matter. And just spend like, how long is the game? Like two minutes? A it, minute. Two yeah, minutes. it's usually right a minute. A minute, two minutes. I, I think I deserve two minutes for this. <laughs> and I want you to, I'm sorry, he's Crush heard that before. <laughs> Again, something I already said before. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I want you to, yeah, go on there. I got five extra bucks to blow. And I want you going to, I want you to make fun of him every day. I'm going to send to him every once a week. Will you do that for me? Yeah, I can do that. That's money well spent. There you go. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, I've got a question that I'm going to post to both of you guys that's not sports related. Is it what song I'm playing the next segment because I don't have one? It's not. you got four minutes to find that out. Will Trevor find a song before the next break? Keep it locked right here to find out. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Well, I wouldn't bet on that one. <laughs> Trevor loves Doolipa. I love Doolipa. I played Do I played Doolipa before. I did the new rules. Song yeah, right on the U- on the YouTube search bar when he was searching the song up, he typed D O space L I P P I E. 
you laugh, and then I added the song title. And guess what? Don't first, start now. First video came up was the right song. <laughs> you got it. So don't you know you mock me, but it, the internet was made for Trevor <laughs> it was, searches. It was, <laughs> he's got it. He's, he's kind of close. He's close enough. I was. It's oh, I'm. I spelled it close enough. We've got that. D U A L I P I. Three letter. You have like. Doolippy. You have one letter right in the first name and three letters right in the last. Yeah, but if no, you, all you need for Google. But when you pronounce it Doolippy, that's what it looks like D O L I P P I E. Uh, today is the first day of the early <laughs> signing period for uh, a number of college sports, including ba- basketball. And Louisville did receive signed letters of intent from both of its members of the class of 2023. Uh, Curtis Williams and Caleb Glenn have both signed on the dotted line. They will be Cardinals. Uh, clearly, Louisville is trying to add to that class. A.J. Johnson, if you're listening. Um, not to Isaiah make it Miranda, awkward or not, but come on. If you're listening, make a play. I, I did like Kyle Boone of CBS Today also like did his like top five storylines remaining in the class of 2023 and referred to D.J. Wagner as a toss-up between Kentucky and Louisville. <laughs> and U.K. fans like lost their minds. They're like, I don't think it's a toss-up. Like, we, we know, guys. It's, it's okay. This is the only person saying this. Has been like in a coma for the last six months? <laughs> or maybe he just knows more than everybody else. All these recruiting guys don't know what's going on. Boone knows the deal. Is there whatever and he's like, I know this isn't gonna happen. Like but just If if it'd be hilarious. If he came out and picked Louisville. It'd be hysterical. I mean after signing the Nike contracts, the NIL stuff, after everybody's saying he's gonna go to UK, if he did it now, it would be sweeter than if he'd done it back when everybody was predicting it in the summer. I mean, that would be as good as beating UK actually on the court. It'd be funnier, for sure. There's there's no question about it. I mean, because that would, because that, if you upset Kentucky this year in basketball, yeah, we'll talk trash. We'll run our mouths. We'll I don't think them. I'll stop saying Kenny Payne won those games. We'll remind them of that little thing. I think it's all I'd say. But like over time, as years go on, it'll be kind of, it'll be kind of forgotten. Like you, you brought it up the other day. We how much, how often do we bring up the '98 game anymore? You know, which was fun to watch. That one Sims dunking all over them. They'll be number three in the country, and Reparino was sending them home. But Second like, state. But, like, if we beat D.J. Wagner 10 years now, that will always be like, remember the time we took that D.J. Wagner recruit from you? I mean, that that would just that, that will stand the test of time. Uh, Scoots is texted in, by the way. Oh, good Lord. Scoots, how are you trying to get out of this? He says, now? for what it's worth, Trevor and I never had a discussion saying only regular season. Quit trying to change the bet, Trev. Hashtag scared money don't make money. Well, first of all, how am I trying to? It's he, better for Scoots. This is the guy that's been trying to get out of the bet since day one. I think he Oh, meant- I'll let you pay me. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down to 400. I'll bring it down to three. I'll bring it down to please don't, to please don't make me pay you. I mean, come on. I'm all one- I can say is you. I can't talk for what conversations you two have had behind closed doors. About anything. But on air, when Scoots was producing the show, you guys both agreed that it was everything. That it was tournaments, whatever the final record is, when the smoke clears, March Madness is done, the team with the most wins won. But you said you you guys had a conversation privately about it being just regular season. Scoots says that never happened. You guys need to clear this up before we get too much deeper into the season. Scoots' memory is as bad as mine, okay? And and you can mark that down and think for whatever reason it is. But, I mean... do I need to get Scoots on the phone right now? Scoots says he's being a nice guy and trying to save you money. No, he's trying to. He's, he's doing that because he knows he's going to lose, and he's trying to make it seem like he's a nice guy. I'm not backing out of this bet like he is. Mm. I he, think you both exude confidence in the bet. I mean, you guys are both very confident. The, the guy is Michael Jackson moonwalking all over this thing. Do I, need to get, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> he's, he's backtracking. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I've got, I thought you meant he was like celebrating. He was like dancing all over. Yeah, it. Like, being too overconfident. I had no idea what that was. What that was supposed to mean. Do I need to? Call, I'll call Scoots Gimlin here right now. I don't he's, think he's that's texting necessary. the show right now. I don't think that's. He's telling necessary. you what he's saying. I'm calling him. 
Don't call him. You don't want to bring him on here and just and figure this out? No, because I've got a conundrum that I need <laughs> I, I need you to talk about this part of the show. And TJ texting in actually reminded me of this. I wanted to bring it on. Excuse can't call us. We know that. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up last week. I think it was. But the, then the, the news broke that the IRP ruling was coming. We got distracted. We had actual sports to talk about, God forbid. And I didn't get a chance to bring it up. But I need to know because I've – I've had a very solid stance on something, and I think from the piece of the conversation that I heard on KRC, TJ agrees with me about this, but it, it was ironic that they started talking about it because I had an incident with this like two weeks before I heard them talking about it. So, was this dog poop? Yes. And Trevor has no frame of Trevor doesn't pick up dog poop. We've established yeah. this. So he's he also doesn't walk his dogs. So it's going to have be, a backyard with a fence. What's the point? It's going to be tough for him to, to, to weigh in on this. But the conversation was all about when you have garbage cans out on the side of the road, when it's trash day, yeah, if they're open, is it fair game when you're walking your dog to put your dog poop, wrapped up obviously, in a, in a tidy bag, tied up, in someone else's trash can? Oh, and yeah. That's what I've always said. I don't even have to be – they don't have to be open. I've driven up to trash cans on the side of the road and, and, and lifted them up and thrown trash out of my car into it. That's what they're for, right? I the, mean, if they're, it, they're for trash. the can is at the end of the street – why is it I mean as long as it's not overflowed so probably yeah I, I, I mean there's no it's going into the why would you why would anyone care if someone added to it I think the only the, it's a different discussion if the trash can is empty than it is if it's full if it's full it's got to be fair game because it's about to get picked up that's why it's on the side of the road well even if empty. it's empty I'd never thought about it because like I come home on Tuesdays after the show Tuesday's our trash day and pretty much every single time when I get the trash cans and take them back to, to the side of the house, there's like one or two bags of dog poop. Never, never bothered me. It's fine. It's, you're walking your dog. You don't want to carry it the whole way. Fine. Put it in there. About a month ago, I was walking the dog, and I could just tell this woman was going to say something to me. She just had that look. I'm like, I'm like, you're waiting for me to do something. I put my trash bag into her neighbor's trash can, and she like, right away is like, yay! And I got headphones, what, and I take what, them out. What'd she say? Hey! Okay. I take <laughs> my headphones out. You shouldn't do that. And I was like, okay. And she goes, it could get stuck to the bottom of the trash can. It's in a bag. And I gave her, the way she said, if she'd been nice about it, I would have been, I'd been like, oh, okay. Oh, no, the way me. that she talked made me want to go back, get it, pick it up, and then put it in her trash can. I wouldn't even done that. I'd have picked it up out of the trash can, opened up the bag, and dumped the turd on her yard. I gave her a bad look and a thumbs up and just kept walking. That's not the finger I would have given her up. But it did make me think, like, Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe maybe they do get stuck no. at the bottom. If it rains or something, I would feel bad. No, I mean, let me ask you a question. I was did, when you did this, was it like had trash already been picked up for that that day? Yes. So there's like an empty trash can. Okay. Now, yeah, that I that's the different conversation. That one's done. Yeah, it's that's only, what we're it's, talking. It's about. only good if it, if it's like, for example, and you know your trash day. Mine's on Friday, for example. And if it's Thursday night and I'm driving, then that's when I'm doing it. Like if it's Friday afternoon and someone just hasn't, like probably me, too lazy to go down and pull up the trash can yet. Then no, I'm not doing it then because then it's going to sit there all week and it's going to get no, probably not. So you're saying if you went to pull your trash can in and there was a bag of dog poop in it, you'd be upset? Honestly, I probably wouldn't even know. Like who actually opens up their trash bin on the, when they're pulling it up and actually looks in it? Anyway? Well, see, mine's open, so I always see it like before I close it, and I usually notice that a couple people have. Put, you know what? And you, I, it never bothers me. And you know, honestly, I, I stand corrected. I, even even then, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's just going to get more trash thrown on top of it, and it's going to get dumped. It's not like you're leaving it in your house. That's yeah, where, if, that, if that woman's complaining, that woman just has a serious big stick up her rear end. That's where I stand. Having said that, 
The fact should... that like hearing that it bothers some people has made me think twice about it. And if I'm like close to home and that it is like just empty trash cans on my street, like I'm not, I'm not gonna put. Well, it I want to know why. On to why it. does it bother you then? What that's you what I want to hear. If it's someone that's gonna be anti against our our thoughts on this and be like, oh well, it bothers me. Why? Well, someone said foul ball if it's empty right now. I keep our trash cans in the garage and intentionally don't put poop in there until the last possible minute. Someone on like TJ was saying, somebody had texted into their show and says, I work in my garage. My trash is in there. Like it's disrespectful to put poop. That's your fault. Yeah, why is your it's, trash can? Do you think your own trash is it smells like smell, flowers? Does it smell great without the dog poop? Like <laughs> yeah. what's, what's going on there? Like that, that does not hit me as a valid excuse. Yeah, I agree that I just yeah. missed that one hundred percent. But my dad has had more dog walking drama around our neighborhood than anyone you've ever met in your entire life. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he uses like a, it's like a shock collar, but it's like he can vibrate, just vibrate it too, so he walks him without a leash. But whenever he vibrates it, the dog knows to get back. But one time, like, people were, like, being really complaining about it on the neighborhood Facebook, and he got, like, (laughs) he got, like, a 30-foot cord and and got it and used it as a leash. (laughs) And then another time, he, uh... Because he walks... I mean, that that's the smart-ass reply, oh, right? I mean, that's the great one. He walks, like, life. miles. He walks, like, hours. And I don't know how he feels about leaving trash can, leaving it in trash cans. But on a day where it might not be trash day, what he would do is he would he'd pick up, he'd pick it up and he would leave it on, like, the curb for, like, the next hour. But he'd get home and he'd drive around and go pick it up and then drive it home. Okay. I mean, that's... Playing with fire, though, someone sees it, maybe gets pissed. But that I mean, is exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And this dude, yeah, posted on the neighborhood Facebook. If anybody wants their dog poop picked up right now, I got something I'm gonna do with it. He had a fenced-in backyard with two big dogs, so he had a bunch of dogs. He's like Trevor. I guess he left a stockpile in his backyard. He picks it all up in bags. <laughs> I don't think anybody else took up took him up on his offer. But he came to our house with like thirty. Dogs of ba- bags of dog poop in his in the back of his pickup truck. It started just flinging them in our yard. I mean, this is a guy who's what your dad do? <laughs> he told him. What do you? What do you he do? Walked outside. Do you really said, want to mess with somebody that insane? He told him. He told him. I got my shoes on right now, and I've only been in one fight without my shoes on. So <laughs> I'm gonna go in and put my shoes on and come back out. Did he? I I think so. I think the guy <laughs> left. I don't even know what I would do. I'd be, I honestly, Trevor's right. Like, if someone's flinging bags of dog poop, as much as it might piss me off, I'm probably not doing anything. I mean, for this, the time is the this guy may kill me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm afraid to fight him, but I mean, the, the fact is, this guy, if he's flinging I mean, dog poop he, on you, he's got a gun on him. He's, yeah. he's willing to shoot you over there. If you're willing to p- p- pack up, and I think his face pounds of dog poop, put it in the back of your pickup, and drive to my house. He's and throw absolutely it. willing to shoot you with this a gun. Guy, this guy has no limits on what he'll do in I a fight. I think fa- his Facebook profile <laughs> picture was like the he's got like the hat, the ball cap with like the sunglasses, oh, and he's driving a pickup truck with. Uh, he's an AAU baseball coach. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. I still like. I, out of respect, because I never thought I never I did not think twice about this until I, recently. You, you know what? Don't even don't even think twice because if you're putting it in the don't don't worry about it. If, if someone has a problem with it, they have a problem with life in general. If it's and don't full worry about trash, them. then I I still don't have a problem with it. If it's an empty trash can, it's just just been picked up. Just put it in there. Still. I think now I'm gonna think no, twice about it. Don't. But also, I'm not gonna get mad when people do it to me because I. You shouldn't because there's no it's reason trash. to get mad. What's the, what's the negative? It smells bad. That's how trash works. That's that's the whole yeah exactly. That's the point of the bin's life in general. Is to contain smelly garbage. 
Texas, I'd much rather have someone throw the crap in the trash than leaving their dog crap in my yard and leaving. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, yeah. Texas, if the trash on top is heavy and the bag isn't clenched up tight, it could be bad. Did you know when like the, the garbage man come, it empties the whole trash bin in a truck, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you're aware how trash men work. Texas, but... working in your garage and keeping the trash in there is just plain stupid. Yeah, that's that guy's. I think we all agree there. If it's like in the bottom and then you throw a bag on top of it. Like a big bag of trash and this little bag of dog poops on the bottom, it could get on like the bottom of the trash bin, and that's about the only argument against you could possibly make is that there could be dog poop like stuck to the oh bottom of your God. trash. That was my reaction too. Your dad just gave us an update on the situation. Like, like, oh no, I, I, I knew dark. that. I didn't want to say it. I, I, I knew that. I read it in my face. You, Mike wasn't looking at me, oh but I know God. my face had to have been the same face. I you knew just that. Made. This is where we need the YouTube cameras. I'm, I mean, I, we can't even say that. I'm, I looked at you after I read that and saw you look at your phone. I'm like. There's a horrible exactly update to that story that Patrick just told him. We can't even, we can't mention it. I but didn't want to, I didn't want to say it. You shouldn't. <laughs> a little bit though, horrible yes, shocked? No. Okay, exactly. But still. Like people are probably thinking he's in jail, it's not. It's, it's, it was, yeah, we we don't yeah. even know, yeah. Um, Texas says, Twitter poll, poop or no poop? I say no poop in my trash can. Uh, Texas, I, it's trash. I mean, it's trash. That's kind of where I am. Uh, so it's, we, we still have, we have mixed results here. I mean, when... It doesn't happen anymore, but when, like, my girls were still getting potty trained, and they would have, you know, I'd wake up with some poop in the house. Like, I'll, like, the first thing I'd do is go take it and put it in the, the trash, whether it was trash day or not. I mean, I didn't just drop it in my yard, for those of you thinking. But, I mean, I would bat, put, bag it up and go throw it in the, in the garbage can. I mean, it's, it's, it's a garbage can. Texas, what if Cal walked his dog by your house and dropped a bag of crap in your can? Is that okay? Well, no. At that point, no. no. I draw the line there. Well, that would be Cal getting in the can. Ooh. Because he's the... I still say that to people. What are you doing? I'm going to go drop a Calipari. <laughs> Texas said we had an ongoing dog poop saga going on in our neighborhood that was posted on our Facebook page. A lady would walk her dog, bag the poop, and then just leave the bag in the yard. We even had a middle school kid make a video for a school assignment about the poop dog poop bag bandit. There were adults that dressed as the poop dog bandit for Halloween. It's incredible. See, that's I, worse. I love that. That's worse than me just like ignoring it and letting you leave the dog poop. Like, the bag. Well, you and can at least then, do it in your own yard. Yeah, you're I'm not on, doing another people in my yards. backyard. Yeah, yeah, my dogs don't go pooping. Now, sometimes I'll get home and I open the door and they'll run out. And this is, I guess, this is my version of walking them. All they do is <laughs> literally, Cleesinario do the same thing. They run literally the end of my street, turn around and run right back. They don't stop anywhere. They just run all the way to the end of the street, turn, loop around, and run right back. Maybe I guess at some point they could stop and poop or pee. It's that, it, doing that, but I've never caught them doing it. But yeah, that's, if you're gonna bag it and then just leave the bag, that's worse than just like leaving the poop there. That's what neighborhood Facebook should be used for, though. That's the, that's the only reason. <laughs> or like selling a couch. Texas Trevor, please play guilty conscious by Dre for Mike's guilty conscious. <laughs> I did. I felt. A, a oh crap! Bit I need a new song for the next segment too. Well, you got about uh, three minutes. Well, I've got, I got the I got do lip do lippy for this one. <laughs> I know, but you get you get four minutes during the break to pick a new one to find the new one. Um, that's this is your job. You guys are giving it to me today. The well's dry at this point. I, I've got nothing else. I mean, he gave me rowdy rich guy, but I mean, I don't I don't I don't trust that to have me yeah. clean. To be honest with you, me neither. Playing so. with fire there. Yeah, I was worried about do lippy over here. <laughs> 
if you're having uh, if you're having trust issues with your neighborhood because of dog poop, that's that's one thing. You should never have trust issues when it comes to your financial situation, and that's where First Bankers Trust comes into play. First yeah. Bankers Trust, they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. They offer so many different services. You can find out about all of them at firstbankerstrust.com, whether it's investment management, trust and estate services, financial planning, whatever your needs are, First Bankers Trust can meet them. Neighbor dog poop, winning opening games against Bellarmine, Financial success, it all starts with one word, trust, First Bankers Trust. Go to firstbankerstrust.com for more. All right, 5 o'clock hour is up after the break. We will get back into the Bellman discussion, get excited about hoops. Take your text at 502-414-1450. It's all coming out your way after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. All day long I If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard If I were a rich this is a hard left turn from all the songs with start in the title. <laughs> TJ texted me and says, I want Fiddler on the Roof. Why? I was like, this is, I, I thought he meant literally the Fiddler on the Roof. Apparently, he was talking about some song by uh, Anywhere or Anyone. What a horrible miscue. <laughs> this, is, this is the 5 o'clock hour of the opening night of the men's basketball season, and you're playing this. It's Fiddler on the Roof. People are getting in the car, coming home from work, <laughs> excited about Louisville Bellerman. Like, I want, let's hear what the Rutherford Show has to say about this. And this is what they're hearing. I want to be a rich man. You ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? What an awful dropped ball. <laughs> what just happened? You've been, Trevor's been playing for the rest of the show. Music was starting the title because we're starting the season. We're getting started. We're excited for basketball but to be I told, back. But I said I need and to... then that hard left turn <laughs> right at 5 o'clock. Blame Terry. I told you suggestions. The textures ran, the, the well ran dry with textures apparently. And you're just not reading them to Well, me. the one guy said Guilty Conscious. Play that by Dr. Dre. Patrick gave you a song with Start by some rapper that we don't know. Yeah. But, but, and you went with Fiddler on the Roof in a miscommunication <laughs> from DJ. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Welcome back in to the Mike Rutherford Show. It's a good movie. <laughs> Five o'clock hour now starts now on a <laughs> odd note. That's okay. Um, we're here for another hour. We're excited about basketball. You wouldn't know it from the music selection, but that's okay. We also have uh, going on right now. I know you're excited about this, Trevor. They are about to reveal Ooh. the roster for the U.S. men's national team for the upcoming World Cup. Ooh, Who wow. do you want to see make the cut? Who do you want to see not on the team? What, what are you excited for? Uh, Polistic? Polistic is, I know, that's the name I know. I think he's the guy for the Mike Rutherford show. I think that's going to be our guy. I mean, he's the only one I can probably name off the top of my head right now. Polistic. He's the only guy I can name. I mean, what's his name? Um, Tim Howard. Don, Donovan's not playing still, is he? Landon Donovan not going to be on the squad. <laughs> the squad, Tim Howard. He was a late cut eight years ago, I believe. That was the big story in 2014. <laughs> not going to make the team this year. I think year. he's like coaching or doing commentary now, isn't he? He's been doing commentary. Yes, yeah. I thought. I, I don't know anybody else other than, and, and, and I, I never can pronounce his name right, the Pusik guy. Pulisic. Pulisic, Pulisic yeah. I mean, I, know, I knew his name, though. I didn't know him. I mean, come on. Yeah, a, you should know his name. And B, I just kind of knew it because of last time I played FIFA, like six years ago, he was 
He was like the 16-year-old stud on there. So it's settled. That's our guy. We're the only. We claim him. We're the, we're the only radio show that's going to be. We are officially pro-Christian Pulisic. Because of FIFA, I can I can name as many people on the U.S. team as I can the Canadian team. That's, that's good. Alfonso Davis, baby. Alfonso Davis. Turn on. Patrick wants to say something. I turned it on. I like Tyler Adams. He, he hey, took Tyler the, Adams guy. He took See, a I don't even know Harlow. if that's really a guy. That could, that I saw that in England. Then. He took a picture with yeah. Jack Harlow. Yeah. That could be a made-up name, though. And Pulisic got shouted out by Jack Harlow in a song. So. Did he? I didn't know that. Really? Props to him. Cool. Well, so, well, Harlow played soccer at Atherton, right? He did. I know. Um, so Tyler Adams and Pulisic both have Louisville connections. We can claim them both. I know go- oh, Harlow and Raheem Sterling are boys now, too, because I saw that they're hanging out. I guess they're both New Balance guys. They're hanging out in England over the weekend. And Kawhi. Oh. No, Kawhi wasn't there. Leonard? The other new ballot. Well, they have a commercial. They have a commercial. Yeah. Well, what about we can well, claim a- him too. Andrew Farrell? Is he going to make the cut? I don't think Andrew Farrell ever got called up. Yeah. Make, no, Never no. got up there. No. <laughs> he is the all time leader in uh, New England Revolutions, I think, uh, appearances, game appearances. Nice. Yeah. nice. What well, about uh, uh, Padu? What was his name? Uh, uh, Freddie Adu? Freddie Adu, yeah. Still, wait, still waiting for him to that, take American Blossom, yeah. yeah. Is he still. <laughs> In fact, I actually, any day now, when he came onto the scene, he's the reason why I like I started liking the DC United team. I was like, I'm gonna go with that team. There you go. I think he's. he's I wonder if he's still there. Well, he's gotta be like 19 or 20 by now, right? I don't think he's playing anymore. <laughs> uh, can we name a third person off this team? I can. Okay, go. Uh, the Pepe guy, Ricardo Pepe, who like Pepe chose up us, you? chose us over the Mexican team, oh, Weston McKinney. That, that couldn't have gone over well. It was it was a big decision. Yeah, we got him. That's a that's a that's a winning a battle. Yeah, we we're we're taking everything away from Mexico now. We're the Concacaf powers. Suck at Mexico. Yeah, because Mexico. I think Pulisic, the Weston McKinney guy, and Tyler Adams were all on a Sports Illustrated cover, so there we covered go. that. There you go. We are we gonna ma- are we gonna make a run in the in the knockout round this year? We only I feel like we only do well in the World Cup when people think that we have a terrible draw, and everybody thinks that our draw is really good this year. So now I'm a little bit nervous. Who is our draw? I have new notice. We've got what Wales. Um, we should be able to it's Iran, and then Iran's usually decent, though, aren't they? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I think you're thinking of somebody else. Okay. And then is it England? Is it it's the fourth in our group? Ooh, England's not. I good, think maybe England's probably. I good. thought we played England like the day after Thanksgiving. That's Wales. Okay. We play same thing. Probably. I take, no, I take it back. You're right. We play <laughs> Wales. Right. To, we play. Close enough. I, we, we nailed it. We play Wales to start that week. That Monday, we play England on the 25th, and then we play Iran on the 29th. That's our group. Seems manageable outside of England. It's nice to have the easiest one last, too, as well. Who do the Lions play on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, the Bears. The Bills. No, the Bill that tries Bills this year. It's not going to go well. No. <laughs> we will be eating early. Oh, you could get, Josh Allen might be hurt. He might be out. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder who the Cowboys are playing. Because the, the, I wonder who they're playing this year, too. Who cares? Who cares? Suck it. And there's a night game, too, though. Uh, we're excited more than anything else about the Louisville men's basketball team, though. Damn right. Kicking off the season, 9 o'clock, late night tonight on ACC Network. Cards currently, the spread keeps going down depending on where you're looking. Is an eight and a half or nine point spread uh, where it opened at 12 and a half. The money clearly coming in on Bellarmine. I think that's may just be like pessimistic Louisville fans just try, trying to get rich here. Uh, but the, the, the money certainly coming in on the Knights. Louisville 12 and 0 all time against Bellarmine. Uh, 22 and 0 all time if you count the exhibition games and not just the the games that actually count. We have not played Bellarmine in a game that matters on the official record since all the way back in 2006, and we've never played them. That was somewhat close game too, actually. If I remember, we only won by like eight or ten, didn't we? Um, we won by t- uh, 12. 12. Okay. Still relatively close if you think about it. I mean, yeah, considering they were a D two program at the yeah, time, and, we were... and also we're not like 
they had not hit their stride under Scotty Davenport. I think that was just his second or third season there. Yeah. They yeah. didn't win that national championship till 2011. Yeah. yeah, and ro 17 went to lead eight. So yeah. I, mean. I was actually it, at going to Bellarmine at that time, and they were not that great. So yeah. yeah, to keep that game in striking distance was was something. But Louisville never played Bellarmine with, with both being members of Division One. They also have won. Belt was only one for what? For two years. Two years, yeah. Two years. They've been trying to get this game, though, since they made the jump. Yep. It's happening. Uh, Louisville has won 18 consecutive season openers, 27 of the last 29. They've won 21 consecutive home openers. And they're taking on a team that knows them very well. Scott Davenport was an assistant here under both Crum and Patino. Doug Davenport was on the staff that won the national title back in 2013. I, mean, I think Louisville should know what Bellerman does fairly well. It's not hard to find tape of them i know kenny Payne hasn't been here for all that long but certainly there are people on the staff and around this area that i think could help them out if you're looking for a couple other quick stats here i mentioned we had our 59 game home winning streak in november home games snapped last year when we lost to form Furman. you were very upset about that i was i loved that streak yeah, no you did it had gone back to 1972 predated both of us predated the hey whole- that's the year fifth on the roof came out the vibes are right <laughs> all cyclical the cards still though at the ksc yum center in november home games 48 and 1. Still the only loss. Uh, Louisville also has won 89 of its last 95 non conference games at the KFC Yum Center, a mark which spans over 11 seasons, um, but have not, again, played Bellarmine in any of these games. Louisville, 244 and 64 all time against non conference opponents. Um, also, 176 and 17 in home regular season non conference games over the last 21 seasons. 9 and 1 against current members of the Atlantic Sun, 96 and 8. In KFC Yum Center non-conference home games, and over the last 20 seasons, 14 and one when scoring 80 or more points, and then 217 and 13 all time when scoring 80 or more points. It's impressive naming all that stats out, even they're just reading it off just the read game them. notes. Just reading them. But I can't help but think that all that matters as much as the pile of dog poop in the bag in your trash bin it's going just, into just, just fun numbers. It is. Just throwing it out there. It's fun numbers, Dad. But it's, it's almost kind of depressing numbers, though, because when you name it and you talk about all that dominance, and then we might lose tonight. Might. So there's, there's a downside to pointing out all of our, our what should be expected success this early in the, almost every season over the last 30 or 40 years. And I'll, kind of, I'll repeat myself from the beginning of the show. I get why Louisville fans are nervous about this game. And I'm not saying that I'm not nervous about this I'm game. Nervous. Um, Bellarmine is a, is a program that we are more educated about than the average college basketball power program that's out there because they're right here in town. We've seen, you know, we know Scotty D. We love Scotty D. We love uh, watching the Bellarmine program ascend. We love watching them win a national title and then seamlessly make the move to D1, winning a conference tournament championship last year, getting denied the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. We followed all of it. We know how good they are offensively. We know that they, I mean, they've led all of college basketball in field goal percentage, six times under Davenport. They ranked in the top 10 in a number of offensive categories last year. They have made the move to Division One, I, I think, better than anybody, including the Davenports, thought was possible. We know all that. So we're going to be nervous when we see the way that we've played in exhibition games and know that Bellarmine's our first opponent. Having said that, this Bellarmine team this year, I think it's the biggest challenge that Davenport has faced since making the jump to D1. Out of the three teams that he's had, this one, and I'm sure he'll get the most out of them possible, but this one seems to be the most lacking on paper. They were very good last year. They lost their three best players. Their three leading scorers are all gone, including the two guys who really made them go in C.J. Fleming, who was their point guard, who graduated out of eligibility, 
and Dylan Penn, who transferred to Vermont, and who I think may wind up being the America East Player of the Year. It's a, it's a crappy. Have they, have they played yet? I have no idea. I don't know. It's a crappy deal for Bellerin because Penn essentially transfers because he wants to play in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Vermont's always in the NCAA tournament. He Bellerin gets screwed by having this transition period, which is so so silly and so archaic. Um, so they lose a guy who could have, I think, made them much, much better had he stuck around for one more year because of the NCAA's incompetence. They do bring back a, like a, a decent amount of experience. Justin Betts is the preseason ace on defensive player of the year. Uh, Kurt Hoff is a kind of – he's their best big guy. He's not a traditional big guy. He plays likes playing outside more even though he's 6'8". Um, both those guys averaged about seven points per game last year. Garrett Tipton and Bash Wayland were their best performers in their exhibition game. There's Those are two seniors that have been in the program for multiple years. Haven't done a whole lot but are expected to step up and shoulder more of the load. And then they're, all, they're very excited about Ben Johnson, the kid who was the Kentucky Mr. Basketball a couple of years ago. Redshirted last year, did not play in the exhibition game. Not sure if he's going to play tonight, but long-term, I think he's going to be a big-time performer. But right now, this is a team that was picked to finish sixth in the A-Sun. And my point when it comes to this game is, I think Louisville fans are, they're not excusing the loss if it happens, but they're kind of like, like almost some of them are expecting it to happen. They're going to say, well, you know, Bellman's really, really good, which I understand that we get that more than the average fan. It still would be a loss to the team picked to finish sixth in the Atlantic Sun, which is one of the lowest rated conferences in all of college basketball. If you are of the belief that this Louisville team can overachieve this season, whatever your bar for overachievement is, whether it's making the NCAA tournament, having a winning record, winning more games than the last year, whatever. This is a team that should beat Bellerman tonight. Bellerman is, they have a great system. They have a fantastic head coach. They have a, a tremendous culture. They don't have the size or the talent to keep pace with Louisville. They shouldn't. I know you can say the exhibition, Chaminade shouldn't have, Lenore Ryan shouldn't have. I agree. But if we're, if what we hope is true, which is, well, it was an exhibition game. We're working on stuff. First game jitters. It's going to be different when the the lights are the brightest and it, it counts. If all of that is true, Louisville should be able to flex its size and athleticism and take advantage of, of Bellerman not being a great defensive team when they have the ball in their hands. Will they get lost on defense a couple of times? I'm sure. I mean, Bellerman's defense is tough for anybody to defend, especially a team that has shown some some certainly some defensive deficiencies. Their offense, you mean? Yeah, thank you. Their, their offense is difficult for everybody to defend, especially with us looking a little bit you know, our, our lacking defense on is defense. difficult to watch is what you meant to say. God, you're, you're not wrong about that. But <laughs> cost me to make a few more hits than I wanted to in the, the game. The advantage that we have with our offense against their defense should be more extreme than the advantage that they may have with their offense going up against our defense. We're bigger. Simplify stuff. Even if it, even if it's just for tonight. Now we had the texture saying that there's a somebody was saying earlier today. You know, we're not going to just use our size to win this game because Kenny Payne's thinking long-term. Bull. Like, 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 no way. You want It's his first game as Louisville's head coach. He's not going to purposefully throw it because he's thinking about installing a system that may benefit him two or three years down the line. If we can win the game by just dumping it into our bigs, drawing fouls, or getting easy points in the paint, do that. You should do that yeah. all night long. That's our biggest advantage. To not accentuate that advantage would be the dumbest thing imaginable. I think he did that in the Lenore Ryan game a little bit. I know Ellis had the foul trouble, which helped contribute to that, but I think he did kind of tinker with more stuff in that game, and he lost, and he saw that, and you saw that tinkering was thrown out the window a little bit more in the in the Shamanon exhibition game because, as you point out, like he wasn't going to deal with that lost press conference again. And Ellis didn't have foul trouble. Whether it would yeah. be, yeah, I mean, obviously Ellis being able to be out of the court because, but, I mean, if he wanted to, he could have put him out there with three fouls in the – 
in the in the in the Lauren Ryan game. If he really won it. He did, and then he got four. Yeah, he left him out there for five. <laughs> he he would have had to have played him the last twelve minutes of the second half. Which we had him two years ago. We did. Which we had him four years ago. Yeah, he got he got two in the very first segment, and then he put him back in there. Then he got three, and then he's like, "All right, guy, we got to put him back in there." And then he got four very quickly in the second half. The prime example you shouldn't exceed a night that you did see in the other game is seeing uh, his son play. Zan Payne. Like, Zan Payne doesn't need to be coming on the court tonight. Like, it was fun seeing him come out there for a few minutes in the exhibition games. I'm a Zan fan. I, I, I'm all, I, Zan. I'm we all don't need court. to see him tonight. Zan, you're, 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 you're in the history books. You're the second person that we can think of that's ever played with you in UK. But you're not playing against Bellerman tonight. <laughs> if he does. If he does, we're up by 30, and it's a good thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the only time that I want to see Zan Payne. Or, you know, Ashton Miles DeVore or any of the other walk-ons tonight. I would not, I wouldn't see him read a little bit more. I mean, I know he didn't play very – he played very little in the both exhibition uh-huh. games. Um, I don't want to see a lot of Roosevelt Wheeler. I hope we don't have to see it. Uh, he's not ready yet. I'd like to see Trainer getting the, the minutes tonight. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Henley Hatfield show that he can be on the low block. He was very scared to do it. I feel like I could have pushed him off the low block in those exhibition games, but I you got to be able to do it in this game. I mean, if you're not going to do it in this game, then you're not going to really do it at all, all year. And if that's going to be the case, and that's going to be a problem because Louisville only has four guys they can rotate that four or five position. Do you think he tweaks the starting lineup? Question one. Question two, do you think he should tweak the starting lineup? No and no. I mean, the lineup should, I think, be what should be Ellis, James, uh, Withers, uh, Brandon, and Curry. I don't think he does change it. I do think he should change it. I, I think I, that's the best lineup we have. I think he should play Lance over James. Lance was, was much better second game. Defense, James was lost defensively. He looked awful. And Lance played really – Lance was our best defender against Chaminade. Um, I, I would I would start Lands over James right now. I mean, I would even look at it in, with with again if Brandon's not going to be aggressive on the low block and wants to just stand outside and 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 be that kind of player, and that's fine if you want to be that. And probably it's probably better for you to go into the NBA, maybe. But if that's the case, then I wouldn't be I would wouldn't mind switching the lineup and seeing something with the Withers at the four and. And and Curry at the five and, and run James and Lanes at the two three together. Or Trainer just starting over Holly Hatfield. Or like, put Trainer uh, Trainer was better than him against Shaman. Or put Trainer at the five in this in this kind of a matchup and put Withers at the four and then put you know, you can run Lanes and James at the same time. I wouldn't mind seeing them on the court at the same time. I know that's a little difficult because of the depth the depth like a depth we have at a lot of positions that we can't run sometimes the best combinations we want to, but I'd like to see them both on the court with Ellis. At, at the end of the day, I care. Obviously, that there are certain things that we're all looking for. I think we want to see great effort. We want to see the team. You know, maybe the offense look a little bit more fluid. Guys getting lost less on defense. At the end of the day, just win the game. Like, I really, I don't want the Kenny Payne era to start off with this loss. I don't want the the negativity that we've already seen. And you may say, well, you're predicting the season to be so bad. Like that's the negativity too. I'm just giving predictions. I'm not saying. I'm not like some people who are already jumping off the Kenny Payne bandwagon, saying this guy sucks, saying we we shouldn't have hired him, we, you know, all that stuff. And I hope, I hope that if the game tonight is a little bit like the exhibition games, whether we win or we lose, that that talk doesn't just dominate the local landscape. But I know that it's going to. I, I know it's going to be people saying he told you it was going to be bad. Trust in KP long term, and people saying. This guy clearly doesn't have it. We need to go ahead and cut bait. Like if we're smart, we would go ahead and get, like I want to avoid all that for at least you know, three days. I want a celebrative win on opening night. It should be a celebratory occasion. One of our own has come back to take over the program. You know, 
that enthusiasm that we all were experiencing in April when he had his introductory press conference, when we had all the guys coming back, I want to, to recapture that. And the only way it's going to happen is if you win this game tonight. And it doesn't have to be the prettiest thing in the world. I think we're all mostly aware of what this season looks like. But for tonight, just get the job done. Just let us start off with a positive. Then we'll move to, to right state on Saturday, get ready for App State and then Maui. But for tonight, go out there and score more points than Bellarmine. That's a simple goal. Make it happen. Doesn't need to be pretty. Get it done. Is that the speech you used in the intro video? No. I was not asked to do the intro video this year, by the way. Officially. I'm not on it. It's not happening. They asked you not even send They asked me not to watch it. They're like, they're like, <laughs> please just stay as far away from when we put this out there, we'd appreciate it if you did not put it on your website. Don't play it on your show. Don't look at it. <laughs> don't touch it. At least you get to watch the game. Don't acknowledge its existence. <laughs> the bats are gonna say the same thing when the spring gets here. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. Texture says, um, we need one more song, people. Come on. If we're under 500 at the end of December, we begin a three-year watch of Coach Pittman. I don't even know what that means. Coach Pittman? <laughs> Isn't it the Arkansas football coach? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, Texas says, does, the red, does that red wave start tonight, or has our team been created by Trump? So, I, I thought the I thought so trending was red ripple. Well, that's because it wasn't a red wave last night. It was supposed to be. It was a ripple? Oh, it wasn't. I was wrong. I said I thought the Republicans would take control of uh, the House very easily and the Senate. Uh, they, they did take control of the, the House, not by as much as people were predicting, and the Senate is still very much up for grabs. So, so not, we not the still, red wave. still be split? Still could, could be split. House could, the Senate could end up being split. It's probably going to come down to the, the Warnock-Walker race is going to be a runoff, and it may come down to that. You're talking about Walker's Herschel Walker? Yeah. I saw one of my favorite tweets. I don't know. if was like appropriate to reword. Someone tweeted that last night. I, there were a lot. I, I know which one you're going Herschel for. Walker lost by one vote because he, he voted in the right in me. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't stop. Maybe it was the, the highness, but I just started laughing so hard when I read that last night. I thought you were going to go with There was one that was like. I'm yeah. sure there's some unappropriate There are a lot. There, yeah. there was some that were like, he's only trailing by 538 votes. We're still not sure how many of his kids have left to vote. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Kind of funny. But also good. Um, yeah, Greg Miner gets the bad rep because his one kid's on the cover of Sports Cover of Sports Illustrated. You read the it article, it's talking about, it about Larry Bird's nine kids. He had like Larry, one mention of Larry of Johnson Miner. had 12 kids, and it's like, but there's poor, poor Greg Miner's kid, one his only son. <laughs> I always felt bad for him. He got a that. terrible rep. He did. It's bad enough being traded for Eric Piakowski. Texas, not to change the subject, but can we talk about how much the ACC bull tie ins suck? We can. Oh, they do, yeah. We have a uh, – Connor Shea put together new bowl projections. Real quickly, we can run through them. I asked you about the Sun Bowl thing, and you're like, well, that's the best we it's, can get out of these. I'm like, that really? Sun Bowl is maybe the that's peak. That's sad. <laughs> uh, the latest bowl projections for this week, uh, ESPN, they, they do two – or I guess they just do one now. They've still got us playing in the military bowl against Cincinnati. Um, what did they, they, do, they do do two. Uh, Bonagura and Schlaubach. Do, 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 do. I know, I always say <laughs> Schlaubach has us playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, but he doesn't give an opponent. I guess he's too busy to, to give us an opponent. Uh, <laughs> really? He can't even give us an opponent? He's a busy man I'm on TV. Been, I would like, maybe going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl would be good for us because, I mean, that would probably inspire Satterfield a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe. I'd make his D a lot harder. You th- okay. <laughs> Patrick gave it a laugh. Oh, it was funny. Come on. Both Mick Murphy and Jerry Palm from Action Network and CBS have us playing in the Sun Bowl against Oregon State. Uh, the Athletic has us playing 
it's the still have us playing Wilson and UTSA in the Gasparilla Bowl. I like that one. USA Today has us playing Tulane in the Military Bowl. Two Four Seven Sports has us playing Washington in the, in the Sun Bowl. That would be kind of fun. The only thing I don't want to reason I wouldn't want to play UTSA or uh, Tulane is there's it's, it's kind of like the, uh, the when you schedule them in the conference. There's like there's no win to it if you it's lose. like the James Madison game. Yeah, I mean it's like you lose that game and you could because like, like Air a good Force team. last year, <laughs> Air Force last. And you lose to an opponent like that, and it just makes you look bad as a Power 5 team. Yeah, both Athlon and Pro Football Network have us playing East Carolina in the Military Bowl, which would be, I mean, they're probably, a, they've been better than us most of this We'd season. We'd probably lose to Tulane UTSA. Those are good teams. Maybe. Um, Military Bowl, Bleacher Report also has us playing there against UCF. I can't imagine that they would want a, a game that's already been played, but who knows. Who is the bowl again for the UCF bowl, though? Still the military. Oh, still military bowl? Well, uh, Yahoo has this military versus Tulane. Sporting. The military bowl. No one's going to complain about it because it's the military. So. Yeah. <laughs> Respect the truth. It's like last year, the Armed Forces. We couldn't say anything bad about it. We're like, it was first responders. First responders. Uh, Until they were interviewing the guy from first responders and they're throwing like a 90-yard pass in the background on us. You remember that? <laughs> I hate the Air Force. The final bowl tally, if you're wondering, seven predictions have us going to the military bowl. Three have us going to the Sun Bowl. One, have us going to the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, the Fenway Bowl, and the Gasparilla Bowl apiece. None of these bowls move the needle, right? Some would be kind of fun. I used to like, I mean, I always like, the Sun Bowl used to be what, on New Year's Day? The Sun Bowl, I think. Or New Year's Eve. I mean, the Sun Bowl has a cool name to it, only just because it's it's one of those few, even though it's changed sponsors, it's a bowl that you still remember from your youth. Because it's always always, always always on CBS. Yeah, I mean, that's at least, that, that, that one, so I would go with it just for that reason. Even though it would be kind of cool playing up in like Yankee Stadium or Fenway Stadium, it'd be cool to watch. Would not be fun to go. No, I, w- and I wouldn't go, but I would be fun to watch. The Sunball now is on December thirtieth. If you're wondering, I've been to a football game at Wrigley. That was pretty nice, pretty cool. I've never even been to Wrigley. I went, cool. I went to Purdue Northwestern at Wrigley last year. I'd love to go to Wrigley. I've been. The weird thing is, I've been to both Commonwealth. Uh, Commonwealth. Uh, I've been to Comiskey. both Comiskey Parks. And I know they don't call it Comiskey anymore now, but... But it's a guaranteed rate field. Yeah, it's guaranteed to who cares what the name is. It's Comiskey Park. <laughs> I've been I've been to both the old and new, but I've never been to Wrigley. It's so weird. Texture says, uh, with $500 on the line for this bet, you most definitely need to lay out the parameters ASAP because that's like 15 meals from Taco Bell for Trevor. 15? Dude, you're we need some Wagner math over there. That, that, is, just, that I, is the joke. The exaggeration yeah. is the joke. But it's, uh, just, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm just throwing this out there because I looked it up. and it's I like 30... Now. Dylan Penn scored eight points in the Vermont's one game this year. They beat okay. Brown eighty to sixty five. Yeah, some I guy, some up, guy Aaron we Deloney scored thirty two in that game though. Damn, yeah, that dude got off. Texas, did I miss the announcement where we had to look down on the cards? I'm going with eighteen and eleven regular season. KP makes some noise to get the Ville back on the radar. Nobody's saying we have again. Like I'd like him to list his eighteen wins. And <laughs> nobody's saying you have to. I'm just being. I'm I'm telling you my opinion. I could absolutely be wrong. But if I sat here and told you like I think we're going to win 20 games or be in that vicinity, I'd be making it up just to try to, like, appease the fan base and, and lie, which is I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat, not what I'm, I'm doing. I'm more optimistic than you probably. You and are. And I'm not even picking 20 games. I mean, and it, but if you are, like, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just – it'd be disingenuous for me to sit here and say something other than what I believe. Which, I, and this team wins more than 16 or 17 games. I'm going to be I'll, – I'll, you know what? I'll do the Fiddler on the Roof dance outside, and you can film it. Well, I'm not going to do that. I, I'll just be really excited. Like, I'll be – very, well, very pumped about the future of Cardinal basketball. So that would make you want to dance, right? I, yeah, I'll do a dance. You want to do the dance? With me? You would also be guaranteed five hundred dollars if we won eighteen or nineteen. I think that that's a, probably a safe assumption. Oh yeah, the part we're gonna have a party. 
Texas, hey, y'all, it's Ross. What's up, Ross? What up, Ross? Speaking of bets, we have a wager here at work that whoever finishes last in our fantasy football league has to eat a peanut butter mustard sandwich. Ugh. We found out our regional director eats them almost every day, and that's the joke. That's gross. Peanut butter mustard? That's, that's gross. Would you eat that if you finished last in the fantasy football league? No. I would not I would pay $500 not to eat it. You really? Really? I'm not eating mustard. That's disgusting. If somebody put that in front of you and said, eat this or... Pay me five hundred dollars. You'd pay five hundred. I've turned down. I've turned down girlfriends who wanted to make, kiss me after they they've eaten must honey mustard, and I'm desperate for affection. I'm not. No, no. Oh, you're a big. You're big anti mustard. And mustard and pickles, both are two things. It's just the smell of them make me almost vomit. I'm the same way with pickles. I'm with you I on pickles. pickles. I mean, it's not even the taste. Not even the taste of it. Just the smell. Like you open a thing of mustard and I can smell it. It's gonna make me nauseous. We're unanimously anti pickles, and I feel like that's gonna get some people riled up. Yeah, I mean, pickles suck. Boys, you guys texted in. He oh, probably really? loves pickles. He finally, he finally get internet out there in the boonies. <laughs> there is no way Louisville will beat Clemson in football this year, and they will never beat Kentucky. He said it twice. Does Boise State even play football anymore? They do. They're actually having a decent season. But no. the whole, like, they'll never beat Kentucky. We've beaten Kentucky lots of times. Beaten Boise keeps, a couple times, too. He just keeps saying it. In fact, uh, if I'm mistaken, we, the last time we played Boise, we beat them wasn't in the bowl game, right? I think that's the last time. I don't now, we, they we beat us before them. that, but it was on their home turf. Yeah, humanitarian. Was it blue at the time? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's always been blue. Or I guess no way, it's always been blue. It's been blue as long as I can remember. It's been blue for a long time. Yeah. No way, it's always been blue. Texas and I went to the JMU game last weekend, and the opening kickoff fell off the tee. That gave us about 15 more seconds of Enter Sandman, which let the song actually get to the drop. Usually it gets cut off right before the drop, and this happens on multiple songs throughout the game. Why not just start the songs a few more seconds in to get to the drops? First of all, I think the announcers even called us out. Why are we playing Enter Sandman to begin with? We always do. Was was it a a Virginia knock because they're from Virginia and it's a Virginia Texas? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of the sharing songs amongst people amongst schools like this. Like you, you, well, we've been doing that for years. I know, and I'm still not a fan of it. The one that like it blew over while the kid was kicking it, and he kicked it straight out of bounds, and they called it back. That was stupid. The and best I, part was the Jets guy who slipped and fell, Braden Mann, when he kicked in the open on Sunday. That's it. The Jets yeah, fans but, on Twitter were like, "Why is Robert Saley going for an onside yeah, kick?" But like, <laughs> like, dude, his his entire foot. He looks like me kicking him uh, kicking in the soccer game. Like his foot just slides but completely out from under him. The, it annoyed me because they had to hold the few, they had to hold the kickoff, they had to have the kid come up and hold it and then kick it, and then the next kickoff, they try they try to get it to stand up again and it doesn't work, and then they he tries it, it blows over, and then the kid comes and holds it, and then the next one, they do it again where they try to not have the kid hold it, and I'm like I feel like we just need this kid to come out and hold it. No matter what, I don't think we need to see the ball fall off the tee for the fourth time in one game. Yeah. I, I would, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Like I, I, I don't, I would, I hate like holding the kick for ball for a kickoff or even a, an extra point kicker in general. Like my fear of like him just destroying my hand just comes to mind. It's happened to me before. Have you been kicked in the hand while yeah. holding a, an extra point? As like playing flag football and stuff. Like, like that yeah. would, yeah, that would, that would just kind of scare me a little bit. Like I don't know if I'd want to do it. Uh, Texter says, and we'll end the the segment on this. Uh, very interested in all of your three picks to win the World Cup. I'm going with the Germans. The, the last two World Cups, and this drives Jeff Gurr crazy because he's like a soccer fanatic. I've texted him at the, the very start with who I thought was going to win, and I've been right both times. It was Germany in 2014 and then France in France, 2018 yeah. with the young French team. I'm, but I don't think either one of those times they were the favorite, but I'm going with the favorite this year. I think Brazil's winning this thing. Brazil ain't won it for a while, have they? Not since like 2002. That's, that's a while. Yeah. it's amazing. That's crazy. That's my pick. I've it, now, the, 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 one in, the German win, that was their first win as, as one Germany, right? 
Because I know East and West Germany have won World Cups, but that was the first actual as a as a solid Germany that they've won it, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think they won in ninety. I know. Well, that would have been right after the Berlin, right? But I don't know. I'm where, where had they been unified as one country yet, or were they still East and West sure, Germany yeah. just without the wall? I think they were unified at that point. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, they they were unified on the. The Can day we just make some picks, guys. They were unified on the same day that the Big X anniversary and the OJ Simpson acquittal. They were, they were, they were that no, same day. October, so. They were unified. I don't know what year it was, but it was that day. Who's winning the World Cup? I have no idea. Never watched a full soccer game. Just make a wild pick, Patrick. Uh, Brazil. There you go. He's he's in with Brazil. That's the, the Rutherford Show pick. Trevor, who you got? USA. He's going with USA. USA. Look, we're I'm team, about America. We're team Pulisic. Let's go, here. America. Our guy Pulisic. The only show who's Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. We got him. We're going to uh, win this whole thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we do have the. I'm retracting. I'm going Argentina. Okay. All right. I was used to, I, I was. I was ahead of the, I was ahead of the Chile the national team on FIFA. <laughs> we do have better odds than to win it than both Wales and Iran. So that would mean that we're favored to get out of our group, which is good news. And Iran. Okay. Iran. Uh, so, oh come on, you've named it like six times, and it's the first the first time I start singing. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's inevitable. When we come back, we will uh, we'll recap the, the conversation about basketball. We'll get excited. We will get pumped up for this game tonight. Oh, yeah. Take a few texts as well, and then give our predictions for tonight's game. Before we take a break, though, reminding you, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, only one place to go. It's AirServe. Call them directly at 502-264-9662. Any hour, any day, they're there to take your call. They have technicians available for you 24-7. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe's always going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville for more information. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Yeah, let's get pumped. Dibby 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 all day long. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. Yabby dibby 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 Scotty D, Kenny Payne. We're back in. <laughs> Final segment of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and the Big X. Basketball is back, damn it. Cards opening up their 2022-2023 season and the Kenny Payne era tonight. 9 o'clock tip-off on the ACC Network. Yeah, we did it. I faded out. Yeah, I got the lyrics in front of me, and I still can't keep up. It's tough. It's tough song. <laughs> Joseph Stalin. Um, Marilyn Monroe. Nasser, now he's giving me Russian names. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? North Korea, South Korea. <laughs> uh, Texter wants to know, uh, Trevor, what if you were FTX founder? Have you seen all the crypto stuff today? Crypto collapsed like the 85th time. Well, didn't right? I bring that up yesterday? That was, it was Good time to buy. But now today. Yeah, just just get your NFTs out there. If you want to buy that Card Chronicle NFT, it's still out there, folks. NFT. You oh. can purchase for it. But my heart does not believe for anybody's losing money on NFTs. If you're that dumb to buy that stuff, then the, you get The founder of FTX, which was, I guess, one of the sites that hosts crypto trading, Sam Bankman, he was estimated earlier this year to be worth $9 billion, and now he's bankrupt. Good. Can you imagine that? Just buy some more NFTs. Not really surprised. That'll fix it. Can we all agree, assuming that this doesn't make a comeback and, and blow up my face when I make this statement, the NFT saga, the NFT era of humanity, 
one of the dumbest things that we've ever gone through. I still don't get it. You know what reminds me of? I still don't understand it, but it happened, and I still I, – I, I don't know why it had to happen. This is me being like, – because I've, I've had longer uh, history of being old man at current trends that I don't understand than you have. Yes. This is like – this is the Pongs all over to me again. Pogs? Pogs, yeah. Like I was like, what the bleep are these things? It's stupid. Why are you people wasting money on them? I did because it was like I was the height of the fad. I, I was getting into it a little bit. You might have been that age. I was nine. Yeah. I was, yeah. Okay. I was, then fourth, that's fourth grade. But when you're, you know, 17, 18, 19, you're looking at like, hey, people like, did you get dropped on your head as a baby? I mean, why? It was silly. And that's what these were. And yeah. that's what this was. And, but the thing was, at least with this, this is kind of, this kind of more bordered on the, the, um, uh, what what are the, the beanie babies? This kind of where people were just insanely paying and trying. Just keep to, in mind that you're comparing these to childhood collectibles, well, not. What like, do you think these things are? But these were like adult people spending tons of money on this. I think it was very. Well, much, they were as smart as a child then because their idiots were doing it. When NFTs started, like when NFTs were coming up, it was whenever Bitcoin was at its height, and everybody just wanted to get the next Bitcoin. They saw like people were buying bitcoins at fifty cents, and now it's fifty grand. And they wanted to get in on it. It was a market based off speculation. Well, that's what Beanie and the speculation was. was wrong. Yeah. Well, Beanie Babies, you could sell Beanie Babies for like thousands of dollars right now, Trevor. There's some you could, but majority of people were like, "Oh, we're going to collect these because they're going to be worth worth so much money." And 99 percent of them are worth are worth the, the, what you paid for them. There's some that people will still sell. You can make some rare. There are a few them. rare ones out yeah. there, but they're few and far between. And, and that's it's and it's not the first or last thing that people will get hyped up thinking. They get rich on it. They hold on to it because it's going to be rare. Problem was, this was adults that were just acting like idiots. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, that it's a little bit different with the whole crypto um, thing, but like, I'd never fully understood it. I thought it was weird, but uh, I'm glad I, you know, buy that NFT now. It's, it's the perfect time. Jump in. Get the Card Chronicle, the first post NFT. Buy those so high. I don't even know if I did it right. Like, I, like, I went through the process. Like, I still don't even know what Minted it, was. posted it. All I saw was some guy posted his own column in the New York Times as an NFT and got like $750,000 for it. I'm like, well, if I can get like 60 bucks, I'll, I'll do the same thing. I don't know if I can. And I didn't. No, nobody bid on it. Again, probably because I didn't do it right. But we're not talking NFTs anymore. We're talking oh, um, Louisville Bellarmine. <laughs> Cards. Kicking off the Kenny Payne era tonight. I mean, now, now people just want to talk. We lose tonight. Am I gonna? Am I gonna be more pissed off? With, is, is pissed off at this get team as I am at NFTs? Probably not. <laughs> they do really irritate me. Uh, <laughs> Louisville again. I just checked the, the spread. That keeps going down. Now most uh, books apparently have it as an eight point spread. Cards open as a twelve and a half point favorite. A lot of people like the Knights to at least keep this thing close tonight, and it's. Understandable. They, I mean, Bellerman, for comparison's sake, they did play one exhibition game. We know how Louisville fared in their exhibition games. Bellerman played center college and, and destroyed them, won seventy-one to thirty-four. Shot the ball well, uh, took care of the ball well as they, they always nerds. do. Yeah, they they, they look pretty impressive. Uh, their leading scorers were two seniors, guys that didn't play big roles last year in Garrett Tipton and Bash Whelan, who scored fifteen and fourteen points respectively. Bash is Christian name. Sure, I know that Bellerman, like they've got a couple guys that are. A little bit banged up. I think they're hoping to stay healthy long term. Both, I can't. Tell, I haven't talked directly to Kenny Payne, but I've heard him talk about the team. I have talked directly to uh, to Doug Davenport and, and the Bellerman staff. Like both sides are almost horribly pessimistic going into the season, going wow. into this game. Like they're, they're both doing the thing where it's like, well, like we've we, Kenny Payne talking about 
you know, we, we're just trying to win and learn. We're not, it's not about winning and losing right now. We're just trying to get better. And then I'm talking to Doug. Doug's like, I just hope we stay healthy. Like, we show some good heart. I'm like, you guys both do this crap. Like, stop slow. I don't know how Kenny Payne operates. Maybe he is being genuine when he says this stuff. But this is classic, like, just college basketball downplaying, trying to slow play, trying to set expectations low. I think both. Yeah, but looking at both the rosters, they're probably not. I mean, it kind of, it's not like. They're not, neither one is where they want to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Normally, yeah, you look at that and you hear that and you're like, Okay, dude, you've got this or that. You're going to be better. But you know Bellerman sees this as an opportunity that they can seize. They've seen the tape. I'm sure they feel like Louisville's vulnerable. Even if they don't have Penn and, you know, the guys that they had, C.J. Fleming, Fleming last year, and some of the guys that they think are going to develop into better players down the line, they still see this and think that their system can take advantage of, of the, the situation. There's not, a doubt, there's not a doubt in my mind that they're going to go into this game very confident, and they're trying to slow play it a little bit. And I, I know what you guys are doing, and I, I'm hip to your game, Doug. I think they have a reason to be confident, and every reason that they know that their their, their system is. It should be. Play. Yeah, I think it will cause us trouble. You saw Shamanon make basic like slow motion back cuts and get open for layups. Like yeah. Bellerman cut will cut eleven times in one possession before Shamanon would ever think about it in a half court set. It's, it is a tough offense for Louisville to open its season against, but again, on the other end. They have so much of a size advantage, so much of an athleticism advantage. They should, 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 should be able to get what they want on offense, assuming that they're running things correctly, which is a big assumption to make based on what we saw in the first two exhibition games. But hopefully it looks better. Hopefully some of those, you know, the flaws got solved after looking at the film. Hopefully they're going to come out. What you want to see more than anything is the effort level should not be an issue. They should come out here and play tonight. First game under Kenny Payne. First game of a new era. First chance to right the wrongs of last season for the guys who came back. They should come out and play like their lives depend on it. Like, if they win, they're going to the Final Four. Like, the effort level should be off the charts tonight. I'm not sure it's going to be because it should have been very high in the exhibition games, and it wasn't. But if it's not tonight, that is a huge red flag to me for the rest of the season. Earlier in the show, I got should shunned for saying should too much about, you know, we should win this, we should get to this level. You're 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 shooting all over this game. I am. <laughs> I'm so glad I said we that should sleep properly. <laughs> that was a, that it, was a test. You flirted with it. I flirted. I did. It was close. I haven't flirted like that since I was at the Arby's line. <laughs> <laughs> we should do this. Right. We, we should have no problem with it. Will we? Definitively. Tell me. Are we? Are we? Are we going to be able to handle this? This their their offensive system. Are we going to be without physical? As long as the effort level is there, then yes. But the effort level so is... that's yes? Yeah. I want well, yes or no? Yes. Okay. I mean, is the only thing that... You, I mean, I, you can't predict effort level. I thought... Hey, I had to predict the win total, dude. Well, that's a lot easier to do than, <laughs> than predicting effort I'm level. I'm asking you to predict one single game. You wanted me to do like 30. No. I mean, that's... <laughs> we all did it. That's, that's, that's radio. Predicting effort level is impossible. I... I would have predicted that we would have come out and played very, very hard in both exhibition games, and that wasn't always the case. What I'm saying now is if they don't come out and, and play like that after getting kind of embarrassed, both in win and defeat, it, like that's when are you going to start playing hard? Right? Ron gets the message board now. Uh, Rutherford guarantees Louisville comes out with great effort and will be and will out physical Bellerman. Should. They should. No don't question put, don't about put it. that word in there. I, I mean... <laughs> If you remember, and I hate doing the constant thing, we did it with Chris Mack, so I guess we have to kind of do it with with Kenny Payne as well. But I, I'll never forget the first game under Rick Pitino. We played South Alabama, and that was a depleted roster as well. 
it was a, right. a little bit better than this, but still not the roster that he was going to have when things got rolling later in his UFL career. Well, in hindsight, we look back and see it having being better than maybe we thought it was as at the time, especially. And we had the we had the frame of reference of the last few crumb years, which as much as we all love Danny, let's be real, the effort level dwindled, the players' attitudes kind of sucked, the the the, the style of play was not exciting anymore. Yeah. It was it was tough to watch and tough to be a fan of, and the first game under Patino, as limited as they were, they played as hard as I've ever seen a team play. They, they turned over, they set a new school record for turnovers forced. South Alabama couldn't take a breath. We pressed them up and down the floor, and it was just such a breath of fresh air. Even though that team would, would not go on to be NCAA tournament good, it was such a nice just indicator of this is how things are going to be moving forward, and when we get the talent level to match up with the system perfectly, watch out. We're going to start being national title good very quickly. And I want to see, I'm not expecting to come out here and beat Bellarmine the way that we beat South Alabama in that game, but the effort level should match that. Because this is a, a second chance for all these guys that were on, that went through everything they went through last year, and some of them multiple seasons with Chris Mack, the up and the down, the, the interim head coaches, all the stuff. This is your new opportunity. This is your new lease on basketball life. And for guys that are entering this program, hoping for a better situation, you should be going out there and earning it. And if the staff is going to do what ultimately we hope they do, which is get Louisville basketball back to being Louisville basketball, they should at the very least be able to inspire this team to play their absolute bleeps off tonight in their first opportunity as a team. And if that doesn't happen, I get worried. Not long-term, but certainly about this season. You, you great memory with South Alabama. Do you remember who Patino's second game ever was? Oh, I don't. You should black it out because did we lose? Yeah, that's an understatement. Was that wasn't wasn't the Oregon game? Yes, was it? It, it was the Oregon. That was Fred that Jones dub back dunking all over God, us. That yeah. was yeah, that was bad. That was a disaster. The final score was ninety to sixty three. I do remember feeling confident because I knew we'd played well early. I didn't remember well, it being we beat that early. South Alabama was so bad. Yeah, that you had. To, I thought maybe like, hey, we can hang with these guys. And, and Oregon wasn't while they did finish well that year. I think yeah, they ended up going to lead eight that year. They I don't remember them being that highly. Hyped at the beginning of the season. I remember they were supposed to be better than us, but I well, thought we could I keep mean, it close. Clearly, they and were, and we did. Yeah. Joey Harrington was in the front of the student section. I remember that too. They, yeah, they didn't even get ranked until January that year. Jeez, and we played them in November. So yeah. Texas says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas Scott's D versus Scotty D. Who you got? Scott's D. We love the D's. Scott's D right now is rolling. Scott's D. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 in full command. Texture says, Fiddler on the Roof has fixed the vibes and simultaneously sent Kanye and Kyrie into a meltdown. <laughs> we now have Yahweh on our side. <laughs> Not touching it. <laughs> Texture says, Twitter poll, who's Louisville love more, Scotty D or Scott's D? We love the D's. Both of them. Yeah, but we're going we're gonna to Scott's love- D right now. He's Louisville. Yeah, well, yeah we got to love our D. I mean, we, we like Strange D, but it's, it's not as good as our, own, as, as our, as our in-home D. Texas says uh, you can play Start the Healing by Corn. Well, too late now. <laughs> yeah, you're a little late on that one. Thanks. They're decent to text like an hour ago. You're just not reading it. Texas said, I loved Pogs and I had cool slammers. What about it, Trevor? It was like Flip Cup for eight-year-olds. It was kind of. Flip Cup was stupid, too. <laughs> Texas says, oh, this is a KRC text. I'm KRC pressing the text. panic button. Stoops is leaving. Our top players are going to leave. Talk me down because I'm six foot from the edge, and I'm thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down. Is that Lincoln Park? Lincoln Park reference? I think that was uh, Creed, wasn't it? it was like, oh, man, now I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking. That was the Creed song. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't admit to knowing that either. Um, it's, it's, it's good. We're going to beat them, and that's going to be what's going to push them over the edge. 
Terry says, Mike, what other spreads or lines in college basketball would you take tonight? What was the? I, I gave one out earlier. We'll see if we can keep the lock of the day going here. We're two and zero so far in the season. What what did I give Patrick? Do you remember? Uh, you said LSU. On no, the, that was true. No, I took I take Kansas City plus twenty four tonight. I'm I like, said uh, South Dakota covering against uh, whoever's visiting them. Uh, Lipscomb. I'm taking James Madison to cover against Hampton. Hey, they beat the hell out of Warren Wilson. South Dakota minus six, covering the six at home against Lipscomb. You think Drake beats Uwe Pooey by twenty seven? I have no idea. I'm not oh going to present against any anybody. He's a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, if we win tonight, I'm saying the cards are back. If we lose tonight, I'm saying it's because Patino's assistants are better than Cal assistants. I can't lose. He's been a Patino assistant in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Mike Polio assistant is what he is I mean, at heart. He left, he left Patino's staff where he was a part of for a year. <laughs> 20 years ago. Did you see Patino brought Massiello onto the Iona staff? No. Yeah. That surprised me. I mean, he's, he's, he's like... And then he justified it by saying, like, when I got fired, I'm crying and hysterically. My players are crying hysterically, and they locked me out of my office. He's like, after 17 years, I never wanted to see another coach go through that same thing. I want him to be a part of something, so I'm bringing him onto our staff. I'm like, that's the, that's the head coach of the team that was picked to finish number two in the conference, joining the staff of the team that was picked to finish number one in the conference. Kind of, kind of a flex. I feel like we brought it up or something, or maybe maybe it just hadn't been announced, but where did the, uh, the kid transfer his top player? West Virginia. Was it West Virginia? Okay, I thought we. I think we. I thought I remember mentioning it. Yeah. Like, did we not say that he's coming to Louisville? Yeah, well, I knew he didn't come to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Is there still a chance? He's going to show up tonight. He's going to walk into the tunnel like Willis Reed. We should have mentioned that. Yeah, he's playing tonight. He's starting probably. All right, uh, Louisville Bellerman, <laughs> nine o'clock tip off tonight. Get the coffee going. Stay up late. Uh, we'll let Patrick go first. Patrick, we'll let you make a prediction here. What do you got tonight? What's your confidence level? Who wins this thing? We're gonna win. Okay, good start. I Tennessee or Purdue or Western. Which ones we? I think Louisville's going to win. I'm not sure if they cover. P- going up against the Mike Polio assistant coach. Remember the Mike Polio coaching tree? Okay. Never want to do that. Way to suck up to the girlfriend's family. <laughs> and, uh, Our boy. I'm, I'd put my confidence at a 7.72. Okay. Trevor, give us a give us a score. Give us a pick. Um, we'll give you an extra score, but we'll say... Um, I do like Louisville. This isn't me being biased because one of my best friends is still angry 30 years later that Scotty cut him from the 1990 Ballard varsity team. Oh. To this day, he's still pissed Deep about cut. it. Oh, he's still mad. Scotty told him not to use that floater in the lane because it'll never work. He's still pissed about it to this day. I hear about it. 30 years later, I'm still hearing about it. Uh, so <laughs> that's it. Uh, so I'm not picking that. I will take Louisville to win. I'm taking Louisville not to cover, though. Louisville by seven. Okay. Uh, maybe eight, so I guess that would technically be covering, but I think he said eight and a half was the line. Um, so it wouldn't be covering. Well, I, if it, it's eight and a half, then it's give or take. Um, I'll say Louisville wins by eight, though, tonight. And then I will say Withers does lead us in scoring um, scoring and rebounding. I think Ellis gets at least uh, five or more assists. Give me the cards. 72-62. I'm going to say they play in front, in front for most of the night. You're taking the largest win of all of us then, aren't you? Yeah, not not a thing of beauty, but I think they get it done tonight. A little bit shaky at times, but ultimately, we're all satisfied. Here's hoping that's the case. Whatever happens tomorrow, as long as that my cardiac MRI doesn't go horrible and they they blame it on the the loss. But I mean, can, can we make some like you know Scotty D's team going Scotty D's going limp and yeah, we'll, not, make, not, we'll, we'll know, make jokes yeah. as long as my uh, my health allows for it. The show will be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about everything that happens at 3 o'clock right here. Until then, enjoy your Wednesday evening. Go Cards. Let's start the season off the right way. Beat Bellerman.
At least have wrestling every Sunday.